Hey everybody, this is Steve. And this is Parnell. <laughs> and this is Flippin' and Mashing. Uh, we're on episode 12 right now. Uh, how are you doing, Parnell? I can't believe we're still... Ma- well, we got some big updates. Yeah, we, we, we got a lot of stuff to talk about in this episode. Um, One, we're late. Yes. Even my wife was scared that why we were late. Yeah, we might never come back. <laughs> <laughs> my mom emailed and she's like, Is Steve? Is he okay? Are you guys going to record again? <laughs> Uh, there's been a plague that's gone through the north and has taken out my entire family. Uh, and then yeah. my family got sick this oh. weekend, so there's something flying around. <laughs> oh. Hey, so what are you drinking? Oh, well, see, all right, I'm drinking here. Uh, this is a, a black cherry uh, kickstart, Mountain Dew kickstart. We like to record at night, and uh, Steve, I think, is uh, some sort of vampire. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's just cracking down these caffeinated beverages. Uh, what are you drinking? I have a growler from uh, from Bent Brewery down in Roseville, Minnesota. This is the Nordic Blonde. Oh, that's it's, why it's so sexy. It's blonde. Mm-hmm. A little bit of Nordic in it. <laughs> see. And when you mix them together and put them in your mouth, it's, oh. it tastes all really good. I, I just finished off my black cherry here, so we're going to have to crack open a new one. Yeah, he, he drinks about six of these a day. I'm pretty sure he's going to have some problems. Well, still standing, so <laughs> <laughs> keep going. <laughs> uh, Steve. Yeah. Uh, we didn't record for a while. True. Oh, uh, Chris, our friend from... Uh, Wisconsin. For, friend's a loose term. <laughs> He's kind of a jackass. <laughs> he emailed us, uh-huh. and he was complaining. That sounds odd. I can't imagine why. Here's our, our mail. Yeah, all right. As for my mom. Yes. Uh, this is yours, our mail bag. <laughs> all right, go ahead. He has a handful of topics that he wants to discuss on how bad we did. Interesting. How many oops we did it again? Interesting. All right. Number one, he's getting an Iron Man Pro or a Iron Maiden Pro. Great. However, that was after we recorded. He switched from a premium to a pro because okay. of the price difference. Okay. What What is the price difference? It's like almost two grand. Are you serious? Yeah. Twenty two hundred. How much more do you get? A couple. Oh, right. Another machine? Well, uh, they have. <laughs> what the? They throw in like a like an eighties game for him. Exactly. <laughs> uh, they haven't released details as of April sixteenth of the premium or LE. So oh, we're we're still in the dark. The pros are shipping though. Like MGC had thirty on the floor that were pre purchased. So hmm. number two, it's swag, not swag. Okay. I think that's him being a little bitch. Like, in Minnesota, we call it schwag. Wisconsin, I think they forget some letters in their alphabet. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm not going to argue either way on it. I don't know. He's probably right. I'm probably wrong. Uh, Pinball Life. Oh, three, sorry. Pinball Life does not vend at the show. No, they don't. But they have at least had a table that you could buy stuff and or pick up things and not pay shipping. Okay. Four, MGC has moved downtown Milwaukee. It is being held at the Wisconsin Center, <clears throat> a convention center, not an arena. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. I swear Go to on. God they had like midget wrestling, which would make it an arena. <laughs> it sounds like an arena to me. Alright, that's fine. Alright, okay. Five. Wait, hold on. Time out, time out. Okay, okay time out. <clears throat> Our deck, which is the Duluth Entertainment Convention Center. Yeah. Okay. That's a convention center. Yeah, but it has an arena. Oh, okay. A hockey okay. arena in okay. it, right? Right. It has a rink, aka an arena, because mm-hmm. when they empty it, they had concerts there. And I was actually just there for a circus. Golly. I tell you what. I forgot how sexy circuses are. Are you kidding me? When I drove by, there's people protesting animal cruelty. Yeah. And you're in there yeah, I paying was, money to watch animals get was, beat I was, up? I was laughing at him as I drove by. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. I have a smiling kid in the back seat. He's just, ah, I can't wait to go. <laughs> And then you got all these people out front uh, with, like, bleeding tigers and all this different <laughs> stuff. And then I just got Easton in the back seat, like, yay, tigers! <laughs> just wait till he goes to a circus and, like, the animals lash out and start killing their owners. <laughs> we'll, move, we'll get back to that some other time. All right, continue on. What were we just talking about? All right, number five. Tom Taylor has a private collection that is out of the suburbs of Milwaukee. Oh, no, no, it's not, not Chicago. Stop, stop, stop. Convention center. The whole reason I brought this oh, up in yeah. the first place. <laughs> All right, convention center. Ours is called a convention center, and it has an arena in it. Yeah, I think uh, Chris is just being. It sounds like he's being nitpicky. Very literal. To me. Yes. Yeah. Very nitpicky. All right, go on. <laughs> I'm gonna put the kibosh on his number four. Like, <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> go, go on. Um, he opens his collection up for MGC with a certain number of tickets with a donation to the charity of his choice. This year, it is the Milwaukee Rescue Mission. You will have to drive on your own. There's no bus service. Most of his machines are 60s uh, wedge heads. 60s wedge heads. Uh, my play ball is a wedge head. Like, okay. The back box actually is taller on top oh, yeah. and then slants in. It makes sense. Because, yeah, all right, it's, it's like a big wedge. All right, gotcha. Um, neon signs for the arcade. I don't know. Oh, that I, didn't you say something about a neon sign? Mm, yes, because I want a neon sign. Which Oh, at our, this, at our work. Yeah, I want to talk about that later as well. Uh, he says he made a mistake. Parnell did one of his trademark noises at the 14 minute 50 second mark. (laughs) (laughs) So when he listens to the podcast, he, (laughs) he started, he starts texting me and he's like, Hey, I heard you're meh at this. And he like sends me a (laughs) timestamp. I love it. I love it. Sometimes I remember to do it. Sometimes I forget, but he, he'll remind me. Do you know when you do it? Some, or just Sometimes. Just sometimes. Sometimes I just talk so fast that I forget that I... Meh. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. had a new one. Finally, uh, hello, Parnell's mom. Yes, my mom, Trish, is very nice. Does she oh. actually listen to the show, or is this no. a part of the joke? Okay, good. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, not... but she, she asked about it because she was like telling all of her friends. Right? That's probably why all of our listeners listen like a day or two late. Because they're old and they don't know how to work right. the phone. <laughs> Well, same with my fiance. She hasn't. She's never listened to an episode of the show. But you but... subscribed on her phone. I did <laughs> for one. I should do that. <laughs> for two, uh, she was telling all her friends about it. I don't know. Somehow it came up, and then they all wanted to know. I don't know if they listened to it or if they were just being polite. Who knows? But she was telling them all about it. Um, by all about it, it was probably just Steve and his idiot friend, or just <laughs> just, just blabbering about a bunch of video games, just stupid video games. And, Stupid pinball. <laughs> hey, I've noticed the more we do this, the less I talk to about my wife, who probably appreciates that. <laughs> That's good. Like, That's she good. does listen, right, when I yeah. talk, but I feel like she just kind of glazes over, like, 
Mm-hmm. No one cares about pinball mods, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've learned that since I've been talking about this, I actually talk more to her about it. Oh. So. And she does a good job of pretending. <laughs> she does a pretty good job of pretending to hey, get crap. that's a winner right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> our big update is that we bailed on MGC. Yes, that is, it is a really big update. Um, it, it, uh... <laughs> It's a that completely was, show altering because yes. that, that was going to be our next podcast. As we were going down to MGC, we were going to record on yeah. the way down at Chris's house mm-hmm. at the show on the way back. Like we were going to pick up a game break shot. Mm-hmm. It was going to be. It was a big weekend. Um, I even bought a ticket to Tom, so we had three tickets for all of us. It was going to be pretty. It was. It was going to be an epic weekend. It did not work out. Uh, Chris, we were going to stay at his place. Uh, Chris got kind of called to work so he had to cancel and uh we canceled which actually might have worked out because the weather was total horse crap right we and got about a foot of snow on sunday to be honest i mean as fun as it would have been half of the point of going down there honestly was to hang out with chris ah, I, okay yeah, okay <laughs> i take that back we don't want to give him any credit <laughs> but uh it, it would have been fun to go down there and it would have been great but at the same time half of it was the th- three of us hanging out down there uh hanging out at his house uh yeah he has a handful of games we were gonna right drink his beer and food right and, and after we discussed it i i said yeah i'd rather go down there a different time just to hang out with chris at his house than to go down there by ourselves and go to the event the event would be fun yeah but it's gonna be completely totally different yeah, and what sucks is this is this was like the biggest best MGC, but like you said, uh, being with Chris was going to be the best part. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a really good snuggler, so <laughs> I was pretty excited <laughs> and disappointed that we didn't get to go. Right, right. But we do have another plan now. We have another bit. We'll, we'll another bit. We'll, yeah, another bit. <laughs> we're gonna save this. Is this. Getting a real. We're getting production quality <laughs> yeah. in this show. We're gonna save that for next time. But we got a good one. Uh, set up that we were discussing because after we decided we're not going to go down and we're trying to figure out what else we might want to do instead uh, so we're trying to pull that off uh, maybe before the next podcast so that'll be what our next podcast may be hey I emailed another podcast and we're kind of chit chat and they called us out it's a shout out shout out yeah yeah it wasn't a call out yeah uh, the slam tail podcast is, I listen to them uh, every time they release which is every week or two uh, that's Ron and Bruce. They they have a great <clears throat> podcast. They their quality and their voices are perfect for podcasts. And they they talk a lot about kind of the competition and just general pinball. Mm-hmm. They're based out of I think New York. Um, love listening to them. They're pretty funny. Ron, uh, no, Bruce is kind of the grumpy old guy. Okay, and he reminds me of my friend Jay, uh, my friend Hippie Jay, and I, every time he starts saying shit, it cracks me up. <laughs> Um, after they called us out, I got a little freaked out because uh, we're pretty new mm-hmm. and young, and I got a little worried that we were going to be super. I don't know, feel. I feel stupid being all newbie. What do you mean? Like we don't sound good. <laughs> oh, because they're actually going to listen to our show now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've gotten better. I think, but we've gotten a lot better. We I also mean... talk about really dumb shit where they like focus on pinball mm-hmm. and. Um, like competition games, and they're always in tournaments. Uh, they talk Whereas, about refurbing games, but like we kind of spread out 
lightly on everything. Yeah. We don't, which is kind of nice. I mean, some people might like it. I enjoy it. I mean, Chris listens. Chris loves listening to the pinball part, and then he always texts me and says, "Fucking pinball is only twenty minutes." <laughs> he listens to it, but he's like, "God, this is stupid games." Sure. Well, see, that's the thing. That's why all the rest of our listeners, you need to tell us what you guys want to hear. Oh, uh, is that called show feedback? Yes, exactly. What is that? Exactly it. Yeah. We want to hear your feedback. We want to know what you guys want to uh, talk about. Because always, we're just going to talk about we, what we want to talk about. So if that happens to be the Roku today, <laughs> that's what you're going to hear about. We should start talking about like like knitting and cro- crochet. <laughs> <laughs> just just an hour long commercial for for, for Kickstart for, for the. Have you tried uh, Blood Orange? It's my favorite one. Right, go on. It really gives me the kick in my start for the day. <laughs> I'm just gonna start like selling craft Mountain Dew beer. Kickstart. Your Kickstart for the morning or the evening. Alright, go ahead. God, we're all vampires now. Yeah. Yeah, so it was cool they called they um he didn't call salt. I had been I had ran into the show because uh another friend of mine in the cities said he used uh he had games on route and he used these coin mechs in his games. That's what accepts the quarter and then registers it right that you put a quarter in and he had been using these ones that he said they were from a laundromat so they're all plastic there's no moving parts so that in a fit yeah they're like a standard okay but he kind of said they work better um excuse me they work better cuz there's no moving parts it's kind of plastic uh nice smooth and they don't jam okay I suggested that to Bruce, and he said, that was a fucking horrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> they still jam. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. So, <laughs> I kind of cracked up because of the way he said it. Like I said, he reminds me of my buddy Jay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, he he called uh, he called my idea bullshit. <laughs> uh, they jam just like everything else. So, <clears throat> if he listens to this, they said they subscribed, but if he listens, the only other thing I can think of is PayRange, which is a app on your phone. And you can like load your your login on your app with money, and then you just hit a button to the machine you want to add credit to, and it wirelessly adds money to the machine, and you can play. How big of a deal is that? Uh, my buddy in the cities, who his name is Tony, he ran a bunch of games. He used it. Really? Uh, he's a big promoter of it. Okay. Now, is he? Are those like games exclusively running through those, or does it also take quarters? They they do both. Okay. Dollar bills, quarters, and pay range. Okay. Um, they, but they would run. The cool thing is Tony worked with pay range themselves. Uh, he must have been friends with them or something. But they would do, you're able to run specials. So he could have cheaper per game on pay range than any other form of payment. Sure. So he would have, you know, your game would be like 33 cents instead of 50. Okay. And, and you would load up your phone app, right? Right. So you just hit a button on your phone, like, oh, Adam's family, I want uh, two games. Boop, boop. Probably similar to, like, Touch Tunes, like, where you just, like, say, buy a bunch of credits, and now you have those credits. Yep, exactly. Sure. All right. That's, it's a really sweet idea for a location, because um, a lot of the, I think, younger generation, maybe younger than us, because we're fucking old, <laughs> uh, younger than us, they love their phones, right? They're always on them. Right. Um, I'm always on mine. You know, just Snapchatting mm-hmm. all these hot bibs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 
just t- just Tinder swiping all the whole entire day. Yeah, I'm gonna go 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 on. Hey, Steve, just chat with hot babes all day online. Ah, <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I'm getting more into like I've never used Uber or Lyft. I've I've used Uber a couple times. I use actually I've used Lyft more. I've used Lyft, I think, like three times and Uber twice. Um, they're both literally exactly the yeah. same. It's just whichever company you want to pick. However, I did just put my credit card into my Apple Pay app on my phone. Okay. Um, I love the idea of Apple Pay because every transaction uses a different transaction ID instead of your credit card number. So if that transaction gets hijacked, they don't have your card number. Interesting. They have a unique ID for that one transaction. Well, it's already expired, right? Right. So you're, in theory, quote-unquote, your card info isn't stolen. However, you know, no, not everybody takes Apple Pay, so. Right, but um, I had a friend while I was out in North Dakota, and uh, he was traveling across North Dakota, and he realized about halfway through it that he had forgotten his wallet back at uh, our, our base where we were located. <clears throat> and uh, luckily, he had a cell phone on him. So he was able to get gas at a gas station. Now, it was odd to me that a gas station in North Dakota accepted uh, Apple Pay or whatever. Holy smokes. Right. But it it saved his butt. It completely saved his butt, and he was able to make it home. Oh, he drove back? Yeah. Was he leaving, or he was on a trip for the day or something? He was on a trip, because here's the thing. In uh, North Dakota... there's nothing. Yeah. You have to travel across North Dakota to do anything. Like... A normal trip for us was like two and a half hours or like I forgot an hour about and that, a half. Yeah. yeah, you told me these crazy stories. Right. Just loading your Trans Am up with yeah. Walmart trips. Exactly, <laughs> just loading the Trans up with with water and everything else, just for my you know two weeks, whatever. Yeah. Hey, how's that black hole coming along? It looks good. It looks clean. <laughs> it's the same place it's been for like four weeks. We, we turned it on, lit it up. I'm impressed with your with your uh, with the flipper buttons. Okay, so Black Hole did not leave my house when the little flood happened. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was still a part... The playfield was lifted up. Right. Um, he's talking about, I got... There's a guy on Pinside, the forum called Zit. Z-I-T-T. <clears throat> he is a mod that is for kind of the System 1 and early Williams. And it adds... You get clear flipper buttons. So I got clear, like translucent blue... And then there's this LED board you put behind it, and the LED kind of makes a swirl, like a circle pattern. Right. Which works perfect for black hole. Yeah. As you said. Right. When I first saw them, I thought, oh my god, these are like made perfect just for this game. I'm sure it goes great with probably with anything else, but with the way the black hole, the whole entire back is spinning, it's just, it's epic. It's, it's wow. This is exactly what you needed to put on here. I forgot that um, I have everything cleaned, everything's done. Except a couple switches I need to tweak, which is why the plastics aren't on the top playfield. But I kept having a problem. I kept trying to put the upper playfield down and into the like the little feet rest in the lockdown bar area, right. and it wouldn't it wouldn't seat right. But you think you figured it out what the problem is? I don't fucking know. Okay. I mean, I so what happens is the upper playfield when you look through the coin door, it won't. It's there's a coil bracket on the upper playfield that's like rubbing the lower playfield. Mm-hmm. And then on the right side, that's the left side. On the right side, the tube, the tube should be fine, but the tube bracket might be hitting the upper playfield. So 
There's a little. There's a couple tweaks I need to make sure. There's also a metal like L bracket that I took out of the game when I first got it and started tearing it apart that might need to be put back in that maybe holds the play field, but I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to spend like an hour dicking with it to try to see what, what's riding on it. I also, oh, I'm such a bad person. I promised a guy in the forum I would scan the back glass, and for about two weeks I could not figure out how to pull the dumb thing out. Well, finally I figured it out. Now that they're... <clears throat> to get it out, you have to open the head completely. So the head has to open 180 degrees from itself because okay. there's screws on both sides of the back glass. Well, I was, I had, you know, it was in a line of games, so I couldn't open it all the way. Okay. Yeah. So I only saw three screws on one side. Mm-hmm. Well, now that I have access to the whole damn game, I found those. I got to pull that out and scan it for him. Um, Speaking of that, uh, I think this is the first time I've actually noticed the paint job for the actual cabinet. It's it's simplistic, but I like it a lot. I mean, for an older game, I think it's a cool looking uh, paint job. Yeah, they have. Uh, so Black Hole has it's like a swirl. There's a black kind of circle, and there's a swirl of black and white kind of streaks, and then it says Black Hole spray painted in some sort of font from the '80s. Right. Then they kind of flick paint drops. On the cabinet, mm-hmm. that's a that was a big thing, I think in the seventies and eighties. Yeah, because like, mine has flicked. it as well. But but your cabinet looks a lot better than mine. But yeah, my, I also have those uh, flicked paints. All right. Um. So black hole still needs some work. But I don't know. I have to fly out for a week, so I don't know when I'll be able to work on it. It might. This might be the running joke of the podcast where I never. No this this guy is almost done. Oh my god, he's on the verge of being done. It's like ninety five percent. Right. I mean, he. But it, your game is take... this. We get. Well, you got to talk about your game, but right. So similar situation. Yeah. It's, it's a. So, it's so Steve's this... roller disco. Mm-hmm. Dude, we did some work on it. Right. I mean, it's it's. Did we talk about that? Yeah, we already did. We, oh. we talked about the fact that it's it's already all done. It we got all the rubbers on. Right. It's fully functional. Kind well, of. Well, yeah. Uh, there's just some board issues. Like, for some reason, the game does not play a game. It plays one single ball. And it counts the points and everything like that, <clears throat> but it doesn't give you a three-ball game. It just, it's a single shot every single time. It resets after every single ball. And it's free. Right. Free play. So, because at first, um, like my Black Hole and his Roller Disco, they do not have free play mode. Right. So, usually... What people do is they do these like uh, these alligator clips, uh, one wire with alligators on each end, and you mm-hmm. clip it uh, somewhere in the game, and then to the to like the credit. And so when you hit start, it just kind of automatically credits you up. Okay, that's the normal. The pin wiki has the free play guide on where to do the alligator clips. That is how I did my black hole, and but um, I also bought that board from the France guy, and that has a free play mode because it's a brand new board. Sure. But your game had all original boards. I traced back the start button to the to the cabinet wiring, back to the head, and there was no hacks that I found. Right. So I, we have to pull the CPU board to see if there's any traces jumped on the backside. Mm-hmm. Um, and then validate. The power was validated from the power board to the CPU, but nothing on the CPU has been like tested yet. Right. I almost wonder if somebody did do it on purpose because it it works if that's what somebody was trying to do. If yeah, trying yeah to... if we threw it in your house, your son would have no idea. 
Right. And I bet you anybody that stepped up to it would have no idea. Is Unless it... you were a pinball person and knew you should get three or five balls. Right. But what happens is, if you because because the game doesn't start, the music never starts. Right. You you get an attract sound every 60 seconds or something. Yeah. A couple, a little tone plays, but that's about it. Yeah, you can push a button on like the, the soundboard and get the, the track sound, the, the background sound, to play until you start the game. And then as soon as you start the game, it goes pure silent. And as a result, I mean, it's not really a fun game to play right now. Because, yeah, it, it works, but without all the clinking and the, and the noises every single time it hits something, it's a weird way to play, just to, to play in complete silence. Uh, so it's not really enjoyable. Yeah, once Miss Pac-Man leaves, I think I'll be able to kind of pull that. Well, maybe maybe tomorrow we'll pull the board and start looking. Sounds good. We'll take your schematics <clears throat> and we'll have to. Um, oh, I should talk about the trip down to the cities, but take the schematics and we'll backtrace kind of the start button to the board and kind of see where and what could have happened. Uh, a crazy case could be something's bad on the CPU board and somehow this works. In this fashion. Sure. Uh, worst case is that we have to buy a new CPU board. Mm-hmm. They're kind of expensive. It'll kind of price the game out of its market value, but you can't you can't sell it. Right. And, it and at this point, I'm ready to throw down the money just to get, to make it work in the first place. Um, speaking of Mrs. Pac-Man, how is that coming along? And I don't know if we've talked about this yet, so let's just go ahead and talk about it. <laughs> I... <laughs> So I was coming back from the cities. Did we talk about this? I don't know if we did or not. For any new listeners, let's just start from the scratch. I'm, so I'm my neighbors Batman. know that I'm a little bit of a game room hoarder. Sure. Uh, so me and my wife are coming home from the cities a couple weeks ago. And my neighbor calls. And this random number calls. And I, did, I was driving, so I was like, oh, I'll let him go to voicemail. I'm, I'm busy. Right. I get the voicemails. My neighbor calls me again. So I answer. Because I thought, oh, uh-oh. Man, it might be something. Might be something important. Yeah. He goes, hey, buddy. Well, my buddy's got a Miss Pac-Man. Can you, can you take it and fix it? And I was kind of like, oh, okay. I, I can do that. Sure. I get home. It's in my driveway <laughs> at my garage door. <laughs> they had to move it that day, which, okay. which is why they kept calling me. Which, not, which is after that I understood why they kept calling so often. But, right. Um. I've only fixed my big buck hunter, which we haven't gone into as a story, but I've only fixed one arcade game, and I love arcade games. It, nothing really scares me except monitors. The CRT tubes freak me the F out. Okay. Because if you have to take those apart, like I took big bucks apart and took the had to replace the chassis boards and all that jazz, there's a lot of voltage in that, and you mm. have to finagle the screwdriver to pop off this plug in the tube and you could die that's, oh. that's all i know it scares the shit of me as i'm wearing rubber gloves and i'm like tell my wife to to watch and just make sure i don't die <laughs> okay all um, right if you're careful it's not a big deal but if you're not careful death <laughs> okay anyway gotcha. uh, so i got the game and i uh roll it in it's in the garage now, is that just for older games anything with a crt tube okay I don't know what that is. What's the CRT tube? All those big fucking heavy monitors that are thick. Okay. You know, the old ones. Yeah. Old, old. The, the big, huge beasts. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like Big Buck's monitor was almost a hundred pounds. I guess I didn't realize that that's how old Big Buck Hunter was. I thought Big Buck Hunter had like an LCD screen. Oh no, I wish it did. The new okay. Big Bucks do. I, I right. bought an old one, and I guess that's what I was picturing. Even though I've seen your older one, I still, I guess in my head, was thinking it was like an LCD screen. That's we. Oh, I miss Big Buck now, even though I didn't play it. Is <laughs> <laughs> that stupid nostalgia kicking mm-hmm. back in? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I rolled. I rolled Miss Pac-Man in. It's the the standard size Miss Pac-Man arcade cab. Pretty pretty good shape. It it had a shitload of plays on it. So I you mean, can... if you walking if you're walking by, it looks like it's in pretty good shape. It just yeah, looks like it needs to be bad. clean. Yeah. Um, a lot of dust in the bottom, but I vacuumed that up, cleaned it up. Stayed away. You stay away from vacuuming the monitor, but I cleaned up the rest of it. Uh, so I plugged the game in. Just I was like a little freaked out, right? Because usually no, you wanna. Why do you need to stay away from vacuuming the monitor? Death. Same scenario? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know, man. People are like, don't vacuum the fucking monitor. Gotcha. I just listened to these uh, arcade people okay. on. All right. There's a forum called KLOV Clove. Cla- shit. I don't know what it stands for, but it's something about like collecting and maintaining old arcade and retro stuff. Sure. But anyway, Clove has a forum. I'm on it. They're very helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the guys know their stuff, so that's the only reason why I was able to fix Big Buck. Gotcha. Anyway, so I click the game on, nothing. Nowhere. Usually on a CRT tube, if it fires up, you'll hear it kind of staticking a little bit, right? Because it yeah. like, powers and you kind of get the... If you ever had an old CRT and you had your hand on the front of the mm-hmm. monitor, mm-hmm. you'll feel static. Mm-hmm. Nothing. No power on the boards, so... That's how we. That's what we had to do every single time we turned off our TV. We had to wipe it really fast before I, my, my mom or dad found out that we had the TV on. We just like, oh, oh that's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because otherwise it would kind of stay glowing. Yep. Yep. Gotta wipe it off as fast as possible, <laughs> and then have like magazines or something on the ground. Like, oh, I was just reading on the ground right in front of the TV. <laughs> you think your parents are that stupid? I don't know, <laughs> but they, apparently they were. Because we always had like all of our toys like scattered like right in front of the TV. It's the only place in the in the whole house we played. <laughs> right. Fucking sneaky Steve. I know. We're just playing uh, Hot Wheels right in front of the TV. <laughs> um, so I got my multimeter out, kind of poked around. I found one. I didn't really have power anywhere, so I went. It was kind of like your game where we had to move. You you have to start at the AC plug, right? And then go into the game, and then most games have the power cord comes in. And you have a line fuse, and then you have your transformers, and you know there are a couple other things in there, but it's where you got to start. So I started down there. Um, I found there's two line fuses on Pac Man. One of them had a bad fuse. Okay. I was like, oh, oh perfect. Grabbed a new fuse. Plugged it in, and I was like, oh, wow, this is a good point where I test all the fuses, because there's the the line fuses, and then there's the fuses for the rest of the game, like the 5-volt and the 12-volt and stuff. Okay. Pull those. They test fine. I clean them up. As I'm putting the fuses back in, I find the fingers on the fuse block that hold the fuses, like they, you, uh, they're little fingers, and they you push the cylinder fuse in, and they kind of clamp and hold it. Right. They pretty much broke in my hands. Oh, really? Yeah, the clamps so, did. Yeah, they kind of like opened up to accept the fuse, and then they just broke open. Really? 
So I look it up quick on the cloud form. Sure enough, Miss Pac-Man's fuse blocks. They so those fuse holders are called blocks because they're, they're usually in like fours. Okay, they're garbage. This is the first thing everybody's like. These always fail. Replace them. Interesting. So, sure enough, go to a. I think I went to Mike's arcade or some other arcade shop, and they have like a Miss Pac-Man section with fuse box. <laughs> Perfect. So while I'm at it, I'm like, oh, I'll get the cap kit. So there's a capacitor kit for the PCB board mm-hmm. and the auxiliary board mm-hmm. of the game, the game logic boards. So I ordered those. I ordered the cap kit and the fuse, all new fuse holders. Those come in. I put the fuse holders in. Try the game. Just poop. Fires up. Awesome. So, so the is, game, is, that, is that the only issue? Well, I think that's what he wants, but... You know, I ordered the cap kit, and I even got a new edge connector with new pins. Remember yours? We mm-hmm. did have the new pins in the edge connector? Yes. But for some reason in the arcade world, they don't like to replace connectors, I guess. On your game, on the System 1 Gottlieb pinballs, they're like, these are always garbage. Always replace all of them. Right. On this arcade, they're like, don't, if it, if it works, don't touch it. Just clean it. It's kind of a weird. Is, is it because they're worried about if you touch it and it breaks, then you or or whatever you just made it worse. Whatever, just leave it. If it's if it's working, let it work. Wait till it breaks. I have no idea. Okay. It all right. It's like uh twenty five. It's a shitload of pins. Where yours was maybe ten or twelve. Oh, that's well. There's another. So story. there's a ton, and it's pretty big, but they it felt a lot more beefier than yours. So. I don't under. I asked the question. I can't I never imagine got an what why it would hurt. I feel like it would only benefit the scenario no matter what. I would agree. I mean, I can't imagine that it would ever do anything wrong to it. No, I think it's just maybe the effort of fixing it. Right, and and that makes sense to me why they would sit. You know, if they're trying to help somebody out, and somebody is suggesting, well, I think we should just replace all the pins. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're wasting your time. If it's <laughs> working, let it work. I'm sure it's probably all it is. So whatever. I want to say it's a 38 or 40 pin connector. It's a fuckload of pins. On one connector? Yeah. It's Holy a big... It's double-sided <laughs> wow. and it's big. Wow. Um, so I haven't touched that. I might not do it. Was it hard to get off? No. Okay. I mean, it's stiff. Mm. It takes uh, two hands to pull it off. But I did the cap kit and then I retested it because I, you know, was worried that I fucked that up. Sure. But game... Powered on, looks great. The only... So, I posted pictures of the edge connector and the board on the forum. And luckily, one guy found, um, like, two diodes were old. And the solder looked a little cracked. So, I ordered the diode kit. What, what, what are the diodes on? They're the main PCB board. Okay, on the, on the main piece. Okay. So now I have to wait for the diodes to come, and I can finish it. Once that, once the diodes are in, the game's done. I'm calling the guy to come pick it up. Okay. Um, the only problem is on the monitor. The CRT tubes they shoot red, blue, green, and when the monitor is correctly uh, aligned, they all like Pac-Man will be yellow, but all the colors shoot on the one spot. The red is like tiny bit off interesting wait a minute it's a common problem on these CRTs where they get out of a line like out of convergence 
And you have to actually fix that. I mean, like, not, not, I'm not saying you do, but I'm saying you have to actually, like, replace different pieces to make these things line up. No, so, like, there's, on the neck of the monitor, there's these rings, and there's, like, little magnets in them. So you have to twist these rings to, to realign the oh, red and green. Oh, okay, okay. So you don't have to replace, like, a certain little tube oh, or something no, like that. Okay. God. And that's what I was thinking. Is like, that seems crazy. That, right, right. Even nonetheless, the fact that you have to even do this little twisting to try to make things line up is still unique to me. Yeah, so back in the old days, even the 80s, they had television repair places. Mm-hmm. Now I understand why, because yeah. I wouldn't want to be... If I didn't know what I was doing, I would not want to monkey with this. Also, back then, TVs were so much more expensive. Like... Per, I don't know what the, what the word is, but per cost or... Yeah, and you say. kept one forever. Like Right, you had one TV for a whole entire household, and you kept it for an entire generation. <clears throat> yeah, and now they're throwaway. I have a TV in every single room right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they're, they're pretty cheap. Now you got uh, 4K TVs for $600 that, that are all smart screens and stuff, or smart TVs. Back then, it was a, an investment, a big-time investment. So this guy hit me up a couple days after I messaged him the update of Ms. Pac-Man, and he said he had found um, someone was offering, uh, trying to get rid of a Bally Sky Kings uh, EM pinball machine. How old is it? It's 1974. Okay. And he sent me some pictures, and it looked really dusty sitting in a corner, but it looked Pretty damn clean. Yeah. Um. So I, excuse me, I kind of threw him a, a price, and he got it. He talked to the owner, or whatever, got a really good deal on it, and he goes, "When we're done with that, I'll drop off this one, if you're okay with it." And Sky Kings, it's like a skydivers looking uh, design. Yeah, I've never actually seen it, uh, seen one in person, so it'll be new to me, but. I'm also new to EMs. Play and we, do, and we don't know necessarily if it works yet, but he's going to try to pick it up. Do you know? Is he getting it at a decent price, do you think? Yeah. Yeah, he got it for cheaper than my play ball, so he got a pretty good price on it. Okay. Um, it looks pretty simplistic. You got, what, just two flippers? Two um, flippers, two slings, and then it's a kind of a mirrored layout left and right. There's a stationary ball that you can hit, and if you hit it hard enough, it will roll up. A lane and can hit a target, and there's some switches. That's interesting. Spinner in the middle, and two pop bumpers. It's, it is simplistic, um, but if you're into those older games, it might be pretty fun. Considering, I guess whatever price he got it at, it's probably totally worth it. I mean, it, everything's relative, I guess. It matters how much you're paying for anything. Yeah, that's the hard part. Is I kind of asked him like, like, like you, if you played this when, when you were younger, like you remember it because. When there's nostalgia attached to it, you pay more. Correct. Because you remember it. Yeah. Uh, if there's not, then you have no connection and mm-hmm. you don't care. You only want it if it's cheap. Right. Which is what I was with even buying an EM to begin with. I never played them. I didn't care for them. Right. I just wanted one. Right. Um, and now that I got one, and I know of a handful that are really fun... Uh, a fun EM has drop targets, and it has spinners, 
and some pretty decent rules where you can build the spinner value, and then you they call it like rip the spinner, where you hit the spinner on a really good shot, and it just just rips. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the really fun ones because you EMs are slower, but they are hard. But you build up your value of the spinner and you nail it, and it just just rips, and it's fun to see the points and you know your score reels are clicking away. Sure, sure. Um. But no, when I got into pinball, I freaking hated them. I thought they were stupid and old and slow. Once you're in pinball, you realize how fun they are. Anyway, so, Miss Pac-Man, I think we'll be done by this weekend. I'm waiting on the dials to come in, and then I'm shipping her out. The back, the back board of the game, there was a lock, you know, that, like a... Yeah, I saw that. That got cut out. Like, they took a hacksaw, or a... Sawzall and just cut a big block out of and it. And was that them who did that? I don't know. Before he he had just picked it up that day. Okay. He dropped it off. So gotcha. Instead of drilling out the lock, they just cut cut it right out. So I bought new. I bought latches and I just lat. I mean, he's not a collector or a game room guy. He just wants to build this fun game room. So like, I can't restore it to what I want because he doesn't want to spend much money. Right. <laughs> So, I get the game working, I cleaned it, oh, I put a new ballast and bulb in the marquee, which is above the monitor, there's like a marquee that says what game it is, and it lights up, there's glass. Oh, really? Um, I put it all in that, so that works now. The last ballast was blowing bulbs, and I don't think it was wired right. Okay. Cleaned the bottom of the cab, on the inside it had dust freaking everywhere. I think I already said that. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I, I cleaned all the switches on the joystick and the buttons. Nice. So now it really moves. Does his machine have a lot of burn-in on the screen? Yeah. Yeah, there's a... It must be the first level. Or whatever's on the attract mode, which might be the first right, level. I'm, I'm sure Just it's burned the in. Mode. One of our co-workers, or your partner, he uh, is added to, I guess, our growing arcade at, uh, at work. He just got a gauntlet... Uh, arcade machine and that has a lot of burn-in on the screen and you had been taught you talked about it before I saw it you said that it kind of had some burn-in and uh, so I went over there and played it for actually the first time today I'd seen it you know for the whole entire like last week you played it the first time today this is the first time I actually turned it on and played it oh man and uh, you had said that it was that it played like Legend of Zelda kind of top-down looking. Well, even though you said that, for some reason my brain translated it as, it's a side-scroller. <laughs> so when I turned it on and saw the top-down view, I was like, what the hell's going on here? And uh, it just, it kind of just threw me for a loop because I was expecting to just, I don't know, what's that one beast game, the side-scrolling beast game, where you like, evolve? Oh, my God, I love this game. <laughs> yeah. well, what's the name of that game? Altered Beast on Sega Altered Genesis. Beast. Okay, for some reason in my head, this, I was going to play Altered Beast. I knew it wasn't the game, but I just thought, I was like, this is going to be just like Altered Beast. And I turned it on, and it was 100% different in every fashion. Uh, so this game is pretty cool, if you like that kind of game. It had, it's a four-player, which is kind of shocking. That Oh, this is an old game. Yeah. Like it's like gotta be like early eighties. Oh, we should look it up. I think it is. I I would have. I kind of want to show him, but I don't. There's a 
the newer Gauntlet Dark Legacy. Okay. A four-player arcade on Craigslist right now. When did that one come out? In the 90s. Okay. Probably, better graphics. Probably a much better graphics. Like, maybe it's 2000s, because they, they made a game version for Dreamcast. Interesting. All right, so to just try to describe this game, if you haven't played it, if, for one, it's, it's 1985. 1985, yeah. This is an ancient game. So it's top down, and you're only walking down. That's it. Right? Well, I mean, you can move directions, but... Okay, but, you, the, you but the map only goes down. Oh, I don't know. I've only played it for about 10 seconds. Okay. Well, I played, I guess, for... And I've never not, played not, the not old Not that much one. longer. So my son came into work today, and I wanted to show him the new game, or I guess to check it out myself as well. Since it's a four-player game, I thought it'd be kind of cool. You can pick between four different characters. You can be an archer. You can be a wizard. A, a wizard. Uh, a big kind of like tank warlock? guy. I think it's a warlock. No, the warlock is the wizard. What? Oh, yeah. But like the big tank guy is Thor. He's got a big hammer. You've got. Um, oddly enough, I think everybody else is like from like Thor's world, except for Merlin. A warrior. Uh, Merlin the wizard. Thyra, a Valkyrie, and Quester, an elf. Oh. So they didn't name them all. Interesting. I know. Which I just think, <clears throat> I just think it's odd. Like, they're all from, I don't know, the Valkyrie is from Thor's world. Merlin's completely different. This Quester, an elf, I don't know what world he's from. I don't either, but um, they pretty much kept the same character uh, kind of people in every gauntlet after that okay um so you walk down constantly and they send ghosts at you and it's supposed to be like a dungeon game you go throughout the dungeon and you kill these enemies and uh as far as i can tell i mean i didn't go i didn't play it for too long because uh, i i didn't want to play it any longer because uh, it, it's an it's an ancient game and uh I, i'm gonna have to be in the mood and I, I, when i turned it on i was shocked by how old the game was. Like, oh, I don't know if I want to play this. You, I, and I, like I said, I've only played Dark Legacy, which came out in 2000. I just looked it up. Mm-hmm. Which was on Dreamcast. It was on PlayStation. So that's all I've played. And that's the only gauntlet I knew. Even the arcade. It's the only thing I knew. Sure. I didn't realize this until Koi was obsessed with it. I so, looked so, it up. So he played this as a kid or something? Yeah, he did. Okay. So he has this nostalgic trip, ordered it, I got it shipped over, and then I watched the video, I was like, oh. It might be fun, for player but you have to get over this, the old slowness of it. Well, the guys had said that they played four-player for a couple hours straight. Who? Uh, Ethan. Oh my god! No, <laughs> a couple okay. hours well, straight. Well, Ethan, Ethan would be all on board on that one, no matter. Yeah, what. Well, he <laughs> want, he's also the one. Let's keep hockey. going, guys. <laughs> Let's keep going. Uh, I got a couple more hours till uh, my ship ends. But uh, the yeah, they played four player for apparently forever, and uh, they beat like thirty six levels or something like that. And I was like, well, how many levels is in this game? Oh, 36 was... levels to me seems like you beat the game a long time ago. I can't imagine how many quarters that would be in real life. Uh, you... Only if you die, I right. guess. From what I... I didn't play with Thor. I played with uh, the mage and uh, Easton played with the archer. 
So, I mean, I don't know what the Thor does, but... Valkyrie and the wizard. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it seems like you got an attack button and you got a magic button. The attack button, at least for us, were ranged weapons, and we didn't get any magic. So you must have to, like, build it up, and then you must be able to then use your magic. Because I was pounding the magic button, and it kept... First of all, that game is way too loud. Because if you push it, it's, it's, it's... I should probably turn it down. It blows your eardrums out. So, like, I'm punching the, the magic button, and it's like... Because, like, I don't have access to it. And it's just blowing my eardrums. I'm like, oh, my God. Someone's got to turn this stupid game down. That's actually the reason why I turned it off. Because I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm done with this game. Oh, somehow uh, my dog Gus got down here. Hey, Bubba. So, remind me to do that tomorrow at work. Oh, the whole reason why I brought this up in the first place is because that game has mad burn-in. Oh, damn. My big buck had burn-in? That has burn-in. That has to be the original monitor. I'm sure it's the original monitor, and it must have been left on for a decade straight. Because its screen is so hazy just because of the burn-in. I mean, it's an old machine, granted. I mean, I feel like we need to... or. It's not my machine. He needs to replace the screen with not like a big, brand new LCD. I'm not asking for that. Just a new, just a new screen. They, I think that its color would pop so much more. You can do LCD replacements. Could you? Do they make square screens nowadays? No. See, that's the, that's what I'm saying. This is a square How big screen. Is if you, you'd have to find an older LCD because they made computer monitors, old ones, in 4x3 format. Okay. But, see, here's the thing. Some people want, they, they want their arcade games to be original, a.k.a. with a CRT tube. Sure. Um, there isn't lag in a CRT. Right. So that is one benefit. Okay. For me, I don't give a shit. Sure. I would love to upgrade to CRT. I don't think quite an LCD. I don't think he'd care either. But like he Big just Buck, wants to play the game. Yeah, but Big Buck, I couldn't upgrade because the guns need the CRT tube to do their registration. Mm. So I was screwed on that. That makes sense. So I had to keep the monitor. But if I got, if I either built a main cabinet or I got like Hydro Thunder, I would LCD that immediately. Right. Because well, I'm sure it makes the colors pop better. Uh, I'm dude, sure. No burning. It yeah, looks good. It would look so, so much, much cheaper. Because big, given Big Buck was a fucking huge monitor. It was a 27 inch tube. It was six hundred dollars for a new one. Hmm. Before shipping, and it's a hundred pounds. Right. So what is that? Another hundred bucks to ship yeah. freight. Right. I mean, come on. Uh-huh. Was that worth it? Not in my head. Right. Because the machine. How much did the whole machine cost? I had a world, and so it was about two grand. Okay. I mean, I didn't pay. I bought it broken and a but still a quarter, over a quarter of the price. Yeah, <clears throat> it, I, you you would never make your money back out. Right. Any old big buck you buy right now will come with burn in when they were round route, unless mm-hmm. it was home use only. They all have burn in. They got that stupid like fifty cent or a dollar on the screen. But once you once you started the game up and were playing, you really didn't see it. And that's okay. I wanted to say, when I first turned it on, first of all, it takes a long time mm-hmm. for, for it to, to load up. Cause it, and when I first turned it on, I thought, oh, this thing's broken. Because it didn't load up right away, like I was expecting. All of a sudden, it slowly starts to fade to life. I'm like, oh, okay, no, it just, just takes a while. Just got to take your time. 
And once it finally came to life, I was able to see everything clearly. Like, it was able to go through the burn-in. But it looked hazy. Uh, and I think it's be- either one because <clears throat> of the burn-in or just because the screen is just flat out so freaking old. I'm not sure which one it is. But either way, it's very hazy looking. Yeah, and that's not my game, so I don't really want to... No, and I, I completely understand. Uh, one of our coworkers was saying you need to, like, tear out the screen and put, like, a 40-inch LCD or oh, something. Oh, he wanted to, like, chop the top yeah. off and then put, like, yeah, like a 40-inch LCD Right, and it's like, no, okay, at some point we have to keep this somewhat retro. Like, you're talking, like, hacking the crap out of this. And that's the hard part is, if you, if you didn't care about keeping it stock, that would work. But then it's like... Why hack a cabinet apart? You could sell it and make more money leaving it OEM. Yeah. Like you're leaving it stock. Mm-hmm. Make a new cabinet and build a MAME cabinet and put whatever games you fucking want on it right. with a 40 inch. You could have, you know, thousands of games on it. Uh, all these old retro games on 40 inch screen and just your own custom uh, arcade machine. Yeah, if that's what you're planning on doing. Panel. Then you're just wasting your time with just one game. You could have oh, thousands yeah. of games all, uh, what was it called, um, emulated on it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. there's no point in hacking in this cabinet because you will decrease the value like crazy. Right. He doesn't think that way. He also told you all the mods you should do to your game. And yeah. it was like, I would never paint my cabinet over the stock because mm-hmm. you will devalue the game. <laughs> right. Um, but again, he's not in it, so he doesn't think that way. Right. He doesn't collect them. Right. I think we can get into non-pinball arcade stuff. So Sega just last week had a little, they call it like, I don't remember what it was called, but it was like, you know how Nintendo has their Direct? Yes. Sega had one. Oh, okay. They announced a, a game pack coming out for Switch and PS4 and Xbox that has like 15 classic Sega games. Yeah. They've only announced like three of the games. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, so my wife just texted me. <laughs> and so like I said uh, earlier in the episode, we all got colds from our daughter at daycare, right? Like last. So over the weekend, we all were super sick sure. with colds. And I don't know if anybody else does this, but when you're sick with a cold and your nose just runs, do you ever like wad up a Kleenex and stick it in your nose? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta damn it up. Okay. So, yeah. So, so I do this. Yeah. I like I'll put Vaseline on my nose and then stick like Kleenex chunks in there. <laughs> and I'll go to bed, right? Sure. <laughs> well, my wife calls them walrus teeth or something. Okay. Because <laughs> you have these two white things <laughs> sticking out. <laughs> so uh-huh. I woke up like Saturday or whatever and I lost one. <laughs> I lost one in the bed, and I like kind of like, oh, you know, uh, whatever. Yeah, sure. And I got up into my thing. She just, she, she just texted me that she found it on her, her side of the bed. Did she say I found your walrus too? Yeah. <laughs> like four days later. Oh, oh god. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, sorry. <clears throat> okay, so so Sega's gonna release this 15 pack. I think some people are excited, but. A lot of it is they need to release the games that people want. I don't think a lot of people want Sonic released again. Yeah. Or these super old, like, it's going to have Golden Axe. 
Is it going to have all these classics? Maybe. They've only released like four. But it's like, look at Saturn. It has Knights. Yeah. Uh, Dreamcast with Sonic Adventure 1 and 2. Yeah. There's a shitload of games on Dreamcast that haven't been remastered. It's like, these people are doing these 8-bit, yeah, 32-bit stuff. And not just that. Um, second sixteen bit, sorry. Right, and, but but not just that. They they live in the past so heavily. And it's because they haven't come out with very with a whole lot of new great games. They, God, okay, they just came out. With, there was a with couple a, new Sonics, right? But one sucked, and I think one was okay. One I bought, and right. it was really right. good. The, the newest one is a retcon, if well, I don't know what you want to call it, but it's like it's. Are basically a, just like classic Sonic, but new. It actually copied. It took Sonic Two and added a couple more worlds. So it, it was almost like they barely had to do any programming. Really? Yes, I think that was Sonic. But the game. graphics are, are smooth and clean, right? Oh yeah, the, right. They, it, they it, look sixteen bit, but they're nice. Oh, it is sixteen bit. It looks sixteen bit. Okay, I'm sorry. I guess for some reason in my head, I thought that it was all like modern. Oh no no no! Clean looking, just uh, just still side scrolling. Is sixteen bit, but new and very smooth. There were some fan made Sonic side scrolling, like that were fucking high def as shit. Okay, but Sega put the kibosh on them, like they made them shut them down. Okay, and that's sad because they were better than anything Sega was actually putting out. Interesting. Oh, so Sega had Sonic Mania, which is what I bought, which. Is like the rehash of Sonic 2. Mm-hmm. And then they released Sonic Forces. And that did crap. That that game right. sucked, I guess. It was, I wouldn't buy it. Right. They did a, a really big push for it. And that it was going to be this. I, I was. I liked the commercials for it. I was going to buy it for uh, Eastern Night to play. Because it seemed like a cool team game. Because I think you can play like with a, with a partner. Yeah. Um, but then I, I heard you saying, like, no, it's totally garbage. Don't touch it. So I, I'm kind of glad you warned me off, because then I also I looked into a bunch of other reviews and they all kind of said the same thing that it was just it was just garbage and that uh, it wasn't entertaining. Yeah, that's sad. So Sonic or Sonic Sega hasn't pushed anything good out in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, like they, a long while. Yeah, they did announce Shamu One and Two remastered for Xbox and PlayStation. All those old, like, cool shooters where you, like, step on the plate and you, like, move forward and you shoot and stuff like that. What are those called? Crisis? Like, Time oh, Crisis? Oh, Time Crisis? Were those all Sonic games? You mean Sega? Sega games? Sega had House of the Dead. Okay. They might have done Time Crisis. Because I, like I feel like Sega had their name on, like, all those like, old arcade games. Uh, Sega was huge in the arcade. They even made Pinball. Remember? Yeah. Like, Lost World Dress Apart. Yeah. The buddies today picked up Starship Troopers. That was a Sega game. So was, uh, um... Your Bayfront, not Bayfront. Oh, Baywatch. Baywatch. Yep, that's Sega. Um, but they have been huge in the arcade. Mm-hmm. So, they also, after the 15-pack, people are a little excited. They announced they're going to be making a mini-classic Mega-slash-Genesis. Okay. But they haven't released fucking any details. No one knows if it's going to be Japan only. I think the rumor is At Games is going to make it, who is the one that's made all the little Genesis reboots you can buy at Walmart right now. Yes. 
And if it's that, those things suck ass. So well, not only that. What's even the point of even mentioning it? Because I can just go to Walmart right now and get one of these knockoff ones. Well, exactly. And I think the newer knockoffs and bundle a bunch of games, but they also have the cartridge slot, right? You can put an actual game in, but it only plays a handful of the Sega games. Like not every Sega game works. You're talking about the current ones. Or you're talking about the one that they're advertising. Not the current one. Okay. The new one is like don't have a cartridge slot. Have all have, work on emulation. Yeah, and have you know thirty or forty games. Pfft, draw a line, just like Nintendo did. Have your classic controllers, mm-hmm. because Retrobit is remaking all the classic Sega stuff. Yeah, OEM controllers, power cords, video cords. Okay, bundle those cords, just like Nintendo did. Like, don't make this a shit show with all your other old at games products that just sucked. Mm-hmm. The menus were horrible. You you know, it was like scrolling a 1980s computer menu system. Which shouldn't be a thing. We, sh- we should know how to make a user interface nowadays. All right, let's no. go on. I, I, I yeah, was so complaining it, the other day at work about a different program that we were using, and I was like, why Why does this look like this? Uh, this is the year 2018. We know how to make uh, user interfaces now, and this is not how you do it. All right, go on. My dream, I bought a USB, it's called a USB GD-ROM Dreamcast mod, and so you take, so the the main fault with Dreamcast is either the, <clears throat> one of the power lines in the CP, or the power supply board, or the, the GD-ROM CD spin, spinner wears out. How often did they wear out? A lot. Really? That was what they're known for, the Dreamcast. So like, the disc, the disc drive just blows out all the time. Hmm. And it gets it's loud as hell. I I've never, I mean I've only played with like probably three different Dreamcasts, but I've never had them ever break down. I've never owned any, but oh, okay. all my friends, none of them ever broke down. So I have two. One barely reads discs, and one works. Okay. Uh, but about this USB thing, so you take the disc drive out and you plug in this USB drive PCB board that this guy made in I think Ukraine, and his menu is like that. But it's one dude in Ukraine right. home making all this. That's his menu, right? Because it's one guy. Yeah. At Games is a fucking company getting paid and licensing from Sega, and their menu's the same? Are you kidding me? Is this like Chinese crap or what? Right. Well, yeah. Uh, obviously. It's, it is, exactly. Um, I don't know if they're based out of Brazil or China, but I'm hoping they focus on the menu system. I mean, if anything... Literally copy paste what Nintendo did, yeah, and profit, right? Because you know my ass would probably buy one, thirty forty games or fifty in a little mini Genesis. Mm-hmm. But now, how much do you think that they can charge with an official uh, Sega licensing, like the mini whatever? Yeah, because <sighs> the knockoff ones are what going for like twenty thirty bucks. Well, yeah, right? They they release a new one every Christmas Yeah. to kind of get everybody to buy it for a present, and then they just drop the hammer on sales afterward. Yeah. Uh, you got between 15 and 80 bucks. Okay. And that, you know, they should... I mean, as long as it money. felt solid, as long as it felt good, I mean, I guess technically they all kind of felt cheap back then too, but as long as it felt, I guess, solid enough, it didn't feel like a cheap, you know, piece of plastic, then uh, I'd, I'd probably buy it. The hard part I have is Nintendo makes their own. 
where Sega is licensing it out to a third party at games. They don't need to do this. What else are they doing right now? They're not uh, doing anything else. They're making some games, I guess. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> exactly. They, they, they need to get back into hardware, big time. People are wanting a Dreamcast 2. Mm-hmm. Or even a Dreamcast 1 redone. That's how they get back in the game, is they need to come back with a Dreamcast 2. So, Dreamcast was the home arcade unit. If they could do that again, and have all the old arcades, plus anything new coming out, you know kick-ass that'd be? What do you mean by it was the new arcade home unit? So, the hardware from Dreamcast was in the arcades they were making. It was like a smaller arcade unit. Okay. So, uh, hardware-wise. So, like... You could play House of the Dead, Hydra Thunder. They were all arcade games. The current games that they, that they were pushing out in the arcades at the time. Yeah, like Daytona USA and all that stuff. Sure. It was a fucking kick-ass unit. And people, you can look on YouTube. <clears throat> There's people that say piracy killed it. But really it came down to PlayStation just marketed the shit out of, uh, was it, PS2. And just rocked it. I mean... They just stole sales. Because Dreamcast was selling decently. It was doing really good. It was doing good. I, I mean, in my little fishbowl of a world, I, my friends were jacked about it, and we were all in shock when it went out of business. Yeah. I mean, I remember my buddy let me borrow a Dreamcast over Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I had that NFL 2K, mm-hmm. second sports game. I was playing it, and I was playing what the Super Bowl was going to be. And my uncle walked down and thought it was the actual game. I mean, this is... Uh, their graphics aren't great, but... No, but, but back they then... They were good. I remember my mom I mean, there was, was just so impressed. Yeah. Everyone was so impressed with them back then. And I get that now we look at it and it's like, that's really, really old. But at the time, for some reason, maybe it's just... Uh, our brains evolve differently when we see stuff. Because when we saw that, that was like realistic oh it was great but then i also remember looking at goldeneye and thinking this is realistic <laughs> which is crazy because now i can't even tell that they're people you know what i mean because oh, they're just this blocks um you know i was i was watching a movie and in the movie they like the one of the main characters says a line that says when the large when the big ships came to america for the first time the indians couldn't see them and the reason why is because their brains couldn't comprehend what they were seeing so they could not see the ships now i don't know if that's true or not but maybe that's why our brains when we saw those graphics back then were like holy crap these look like real people and it's like no they don't you can tell the complete, you know, you can tell the difference. But at the time, these were, these graphics were so revolutionary to us that our brains skipped a beat and were like, this is like real life. I don't know. Well, I mean, yes, because you go from NES 8-bit mm-hmm. to 16-bit to 64 or 32-bit and 64-bit. I mean, those looked so much better. Yeah. Than the last gen, that it looked more realistic. Not that we thought it was real world, but it is more realistic. Maybe the difference is that 
our parents or even ourselves when we're playing the game, we know what a video game looks like. And that's not a video game. This is completely different. Do you know what I mean? We are used to... It's me, Mario, and he comes. His he, box. Yeah, exactly. He comes jumping around, you know, on the N sixty four, and the dramatic difference between the N sixty four and uh, the Dreamcast, yeah, was just okay. Yeah, th- that as well, because that was also incredible. I remember walking into uh, Best Buy, and they had uh, Mario on N sixty four blazing across the whole entire wall they had it they made a wall of screens i don't know it was probably like 30 screens high or something it was huge and it looked incredible and i was just awestruck at what i was witnessing and now again looking at mario 64 now it's kind of a joke but at the time it was revolutionary yeah oh yeah I would get in fights on what's better, PlayStation 1 or 64. Right. But I think it's because it, when it comes out now, this isn't a video game to us. Like that We're used to a side-scroller. <laughs> That's a video game. This, this is something else. Look at this. I mean, I don't know. <clears throat> Speaking of that, so Nintendo owns Cruisin', like World, Cruisin' USA, yeah. Cruisin', sure. what's the new one? Cruisin' Blast. Yes. God, do I want them to bring Cruisin' Blast to the Switch? It'd be pretty. Yeah. They brought Cruisin' USA. And if you could add motion in there too, that'd be super cool. Because you could turn the wheel. I mean, it's just like H2 Overdrive. It's a fantastic game, but holy shit, do I have to waste money at the arcade to Mm -hmm. play through the game Mm -hmm. and see everything? I get you're going to lose money, but at the same time you won't. Like, the arcade experience is an experience. Sure. You get that huge seat and the rumble. I just want to play the game. I don't go to the arcade very often. Right. Um, Speaking of which, okay, so on the Switch right now, I've been playing a lot of uh, Doom. I think I'm almost done with the game now. Oh my god, you borrowed this last podcast. Yeah, no, it's been like an eternity and a half. Uh, I keep thinking I'm almost done, and then all of a sudden they bring out a new like level. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm not done. So here we go again, and then just keep on going. Uh, it, it's it's very rinse and repeat. It's just a fast paced shooter. Oh, you. The only thing I've only played five minutes, but I only the only thing I know and read was you have to keep moving. You cannot stop. No, no, because no. they will if you stop, up. you will die. It is a very, very different game than a lot of modern shooters right now. A lot of modern shooters are duck and cover games, where you pop up and down. You know what I mean? This no, no, no. no. You have Guns to be, you have to be running nonstop, strafing, fire. You know, strafing fire on everything. Because if you stop, you just get eaten immediately they are just coming at you relentlessly you have to just be running sideways running backwards run, you know moving around in circles just firing rockets non-stop and they give you especially on the levels i'm on now they give you a huge array of weapons i mean <laughs> i got massive chain guns i got rocket launchers i got like futuristic like laser cannons like, <laughs> like, like, like you hold down by your waist just firing them 
Uh, I got old uh, double-barreled shotguns, which are somehow more powerful than futuristic <laughs> laser guns. <laughs> so how do you like Doom? Um, I enjoy it. Because they've rumored number two. Okay. I enjoy it quite a bit. They should come out with a number two because um, I I know that this Doom did gangbusters when it first got released. And on the Nintendo Switch, it's a completely new feel. Because I've played it on the... I was going to say, you you played it on Xbox. Yeah, I played it on the Xbox. I only played like one mission. Because I think I must have played it in a demo or something like that. Because I I didn't play very much. Um, Maybe I think maybe I rented on Redbox. Whatever. On the Switch, there's obviously two different ways you can play it. Well, technically three ways. So One, you can play by, it on by the... the time you bought it or bar- borrowed it from me, yeah, they had added motion control. Right. Oh, but you were going to go into something else. Well, I'm just, there's three ways to play it. One, you can play on the big screen, okay, which is fine enough. But to me, I've actually played it on the small screen like 95% of the time. Which is kind of odd, because I think you probably played it mostly on the big screen, right? No, I played it in handheld mode, yeah. and I hated it, because the Joy-Cons, the joysticks, did not feel good. I could not get a good grip. No, I hear you, and I agree with you. They're not uh, user-friendly for the... I kept them attached first to person the shooters. No, I just don't say here. Okay. Me too. Um, but I've just mentally evolved to just do it. I'm just going to... Yeah, I'm just going to do it. Straight but at first... I didn't want to do it because it is a difficult game with those little tiny joysticks to play a first-person shooter. So I tried their new motion control. And it's wonderful in a way because it's literally point and click. And I play with uh, Turtle Beaches. I plug it in. Oh, yeah, so he has a headset. Right. I don't have a headset. Sure. (laughs) Sure. So I, I just plug in the Turtle Beaches and now... One, the game all of a sudden feels so much more involving. Yeah, you're immersed. Yeah, I'm in completely immersed. Because you get surround sound. Exactly. And not just surround sound, but just like with any gaming headset. It's not just stereo now. It's if the guy is coming in from behind me off to the right, I can hear him. You know, coming in from behind me. So, since I've got motion control, it's very similar to a VR game. I turn my body with the controller. Just, I turn, point, and click. So it's kind of like, like in a, when a computer game, you just aim your mouse, you point and click, fire away. Well, it's just like this. It's like I'm using my whole entire body. I spin, look at the monster, shoot him right in the face, and just keep spinning and running. So my, my left uh, thumbstick has got my, my, my body, and then I stand up in the middle of the living room with my headset on, and I just am spinning constantly, firing away, blasting away these monsters. God, you're burning calories. It is a much more involving game when you are looking up and down and spinning. Uh, so that made it a very unique uh, Nintendo Switch game. Does that make sense? Yes. Because you don't get any of that kind of uh, feeling on an Xbox. But it was tiring. And, oh, it, yeah. and it was a lot of effort Oops. that I didn't necessarily want to do. So I did that every now and then, whenever I wanted to get like that cool, amazing, in, enveloping feel. But for the most part, I just turned it off and I sat down. Um, well, actually, I didn't even turn it off. I just didn't use it. I would just sit down in the chair and then just play with my thumbs because it's just too much effort. Now, you are good at 
because since you play Splatoon a lot, you're good at using your thumbsticks and pointing and click at the same time. Like, you scroll over to them, and then you point and click on their head. Right? With a pro controller. Okay. Not with the, the handheld unit. Oh, I can't. No. Okay. So, uh, I I barely tried that. I um, docked it so that it was playing on the big screen, and then I took off the Joy-Cons, and I dropped them into the handheld unit. Yep. Which is similar. Yeah. Yeah. And I still had the motion control on. So, so you I'm, should still be able to move it. Right. But since I'm not used to that yet, when I have my thumbs on the like the with the thumbsticks, my brain instinctively wants to just use the thumbs. Oh, yeah. So to at the last second twist my wrists to shoot them in the face or whatever, my brain doesn't want to do it. It it doesn't want to accept yeah. it. Not yet. I mean, I'm sure if I just did it over and over and over again, I'd finally get used to it. But I just decided I'm just going to roll with it. I am going to be shooting them with my thumbs <laughs> just to get used to it. Isn't and now, it clunky with the Joy-Cons or it, you better? No, it's very clunky. But I've gotten so used to it that I'm able to handle it now. Um, I still think that the best way to play, if you're not going to play very long... Is to do, put on a whole headset, and play with 100% motion, and you'll love it to death. It's a good almost party game. Like check this awesome game out, and then they're just have monsters coming at them. You're running around blasting them away. It's cool, but for a long like campaign, I ain't got time for that. No, I'm gonna be you... sitting down on a couch playing. That's it. I'm surprised you haven't grabbed a pro controller. I just haven't been to Walmart since then that's all um cause I've seen them at, at Walmart or at least the wired versions and they look really cool oh. they have so many different versions they so, got like if they had cause they have tons of different characters they got Donkey Kong they got Link Mario they got, Luigi yeah. Peach and Toad. they're they're really cool looking paint jobs we got like the faded backgrounds oh, yep. as well as uh the cool characters on them if they would have had uh, Star Fox, I would have bought it right then and there. But <laughs> I couldn't decide in between the different characters because I liked so many different ones that I just walked away entirely because I couldn't decide. So these are, I think they're third-party Hori licensed wired controllers. Okay. The Nintendo Switch Pro Controller is a wireless Bluetooth, whatever. Uh, works great, but that wired one you found is supposedly the number one wired controller aftermarket like the best one to get well i can imagine because just looking at it it looked like a an official nintendo controller because it looks so good like really really you remember growing up where like the third party controllers were complete shit yeah mad cats oh god i mean it's just garbage but you bought them because it had turbo and stuff yeah i mean i have a ps1 version and my mom (laughs) when metal gear solid first came out for the ps1 you could get a controller with rumble and the two joysticks uh-huh. right it was the first dual shock game or whatever at the time so i told her to go get me a dual shock well she bought me that one right because it was cheaper i'm yeah. assuming and it might have been a Thrustmaster, but it just it they they never feel as good as the oem yeah they feel cheap they look cooler because they're like a see-through orange or something like that but they're garbage yeah. So, but and they this break is actually... fast, and you got a little piece of plastic floating around <laughs> inside of it, dingling around. But yeah. this one, it 
It was reviewed good. The only problem I have with wired controllers now is that when you have little kids, or like I have a dog. Oh, yeah. When they run through, he snags cords and crap. Mm. And when my daughter starts walking, she's going to be snagging cords. And mm-hmm. Nintendo's so good. Nintendo is so good at wireless controllers. Like their uh, GameCube WaveBird lasted forever. Their Wiimotes would, were pretty good if you had good batteries. Um, the Wii U gamepad was pretty damn good. I mean, they're pretty good at wireless. The Switch, or not the Switch, the Wii Pro Controller, or the Wii U Pro, Pro Controller, we have it at work. That thing lasted freaking forever. Well, it should. It's like a, a laptop. <laughs> oh, no, but the Pro Controller. Oh, I haven't seen it. It looks just like the Switch one almost, but upgraded. Okay. I just had, it just told me my Switch Pro Controller had to get up, uh, recharged. Okay. And I've had, I don't know, it's been sitting there for months. Right. Without a charge, so. Right. It's worth it. You get the gyroscope. So, like, as Steve said, I play Splatoon 2 a lot. I've been playing that a lot. Um, Doom's gyro controls are a tad different, though. But I could, I could see why Doom would be really awesome with uh, with gyro controls. It's very impressive. Aiming. That's one thing, like, when I was looking around with it, like, like, like we had just said, like, using the thumbsticks, it's very clunky. It's very dramatic. It feels really hard on the Switch. It is. Now, again, I've mentally just locked myself and I'm going to do it. But it's still, it's not fluid. Whereas when you fluidly just move your hands up and down, I'm always surprised at how instantly reactive it is. It's not <clears throat> jaggy at all. Mm. It, do, it doesn't move after you move your hands. It's the instant you slide your hands up, you are, it's like in, in a VR game. You move, it moves. End of story. Yeah, and so with the Pro Controller, it might be, like, in Splatoon, you just tilt the controller up and down, and you aim up and down. So you might not ha- even have to move the controller. You just tilt it. Okay. And it moves. Okay. So if you if you finish it, I can try it, but... Or you get a Pro Controller. I'm, I know I'm almost done. I'm surprised I'm not done. I thought I was going to beat it last night, and then... Uh, it brought me to another like chunk of the world. It's like, are you kidding? Oh, whatever. <laughs> I I clicked your profile the other day when uh-huh. I was playing Splatoon this weekend, and it said you had over five hours on Doom. Yeah. No, I've been playing it a lot. <laughs> yeah. And um, so you had arms test punch. Yes. Did you play it? No. Bullshit. No, I didn't. I, I even didn't. fucking texted you. I know. I know. I. I, I, then, I, I've been trying to beat Doom. Literally, then, that's all I've been trying to yeah, do. Yeah, then Splatoon had a Splatfest over the over a weekend, and I texted you about that. No, I didn't buy it. Yeah. Bitch. Now, I need to actually... Wait, is the Splatfest like everybody can just play? Yeah. Oh, I should have really done that for sure. I Well, I, I just need hey, to buy that game. last Splatfest? Baseball versus soccer. What? Fucking... Yeah, they have a versus every Splatfest. Like oranges versus baseball apple. versus soccer. This one is baseball versus soccer. I don't understand. So they have they... you pick a side and you play for that side the whole weekend. Okay, it's fucking cool. I picked soccer and we lost. Is it just a side or are you like soccer players? You get a t-shirt. Okay, so you play the t like a cool t-shirt and it says soccer. Or does yeah. it look like a soccer jersey or something like that? Uh, it's whatever they pick. Sure, but they kind of yeah, it had like a little soccer thing. Gotcha. And then at the end of the weekend, they tally the scores and then. 
Destiny has a similar thing. Oh, fuck that game. Called... <laughs> we, we already heard a review of that pile of crap. <laughs> called uh, as the Alliance. Uh, Alliance. Oh, no, fa- faction rallies. So it's very similar. At the end of the week, whatever, whoever's faction gets the, the like some fancy gun if, you, if your faction wins. Speaking, that game has... Speaking, we're not done with Switch. Oh, go on. We're back to Switch. <laughs> Let him win. Come on, Steve. I'm sorry. Go on. Go on. Splatfest. So, is that the only game you played on Switch recently? Um, my son and uh, Allie have been playing other games. I have not been. Oh, okay. I've only been playing Doom. I saw Mario Kart and Kirby on here. So yes, much. they've been playing them. I haven't been. So I'm glad that they're playing them. Uh, honestly, I'm like doubly glad. Because like, they're using it. Right. I, I turned on uh, my game last night, and I was expecting to go load up automatically into uh, Doom. And uh, I turned it on, and I was in the middle of a racetrack. I was like, this isn't where I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to back out of the game. But uh, I was I was pleasantly surprised to see that I was on a racetrack, because I meant either Easton or uh, Allie was playing it. Good. Mm-hmm. Did you... Well, have you played Mario Kart to see if if they have unlocked a bunch of stuff? No. Damn it. No. I, I, I backed out immediately. It's like, I, I gotta beat hey, this game. have you played two-player Mario Kart? Yeah. You can take the Joy-Cons off? Yep, yep, yep. But that, that's it. That's the majority of the way we play, is the two. Or either me in Easton or Allie in Easton are, are playing it with the tiny joysticks. Oh my god. I just realized my sister and her fian- or fiance, they're married. My brother-in-law came up the other weekend, mm-hmm. and we were kind of just hanging out Sunday morning or whatever, and that's what I did. I took the Joy-Cons off, put the little uh, adapter mm-hmm. for the trigger buttons. Mm-hmm. We played uh, Mario Kart for like an hour. No, it's super fun, and it's uh, super slick. It just I love the way you just slide them off, and you're ready to go. And it's not like it's horrible for an adult. You could, like... I had the controller that were the joysticks in the middle, I so know. it felt a little weird. Yeah, but you can still totally race, and a little kid would feel great. It's perfect for little kids. It's perfect for little kids, and adults can learn in, in a it, Adults at first, when you first grab it, it's oh, slightly yeah. odd. But then once you You're, play, you, you yeah, forget. You, as soon as the game starts, your brain immediately erases it. The best part about Nintendo kicked in this weekend. So my sister and I were playing. Yeah. Uh, first we kicked on the Super Nintendo Classic, and it was a little too hard for her, because she was What were you guys playing? We played Mario Kart, we played Street Fighter, I might have played something else. Okay. Those old consoles are hard as hell. So we kicked on the Switch, Mario Kart, and, you know, she's not a, she's not a gamer, so it was awesome. I turned on acceleration assist steering assist and all she had to do was kind of just play yeah and it kept her on the racetrack yep so then we could actually she would finish in you know one the first to fifth right every track uh lap we played right it's it's perfect for for non-gamers uh, uh mario kart is because you can just turn on all the assists and it you can just focus on uh, the finesse of the racetrack. They keep you on the racetrack. They keep you accelerating nonstop. You just got to make sure you, I guess, bank shoot, in. Shoot and your bank. little things. Yeah. Exactly. It, it was... They think they're having a really... Well, not that they aren't having it. They think that they're playing really good. 
and then uh, you get to play with somebody who's not driving into the wall the whole yeah. entire time. Uh, so we did a couple. What's that style where it's like tournament ba- battle mode? Mm-hmm. That was kind of fun. Frustrating because the CPU kicked my ass, but fuck those guys. Anyway, I haven't played battle mode. You should. It's like the Super Nintendo, where it's like a just a big square, square, and you just battle it. I love those games. I love. That's actually what I played most of the time when I was a kid. Oh, me too. Okay, so that's why I was all excited because the Wii U Mario Kart did not have battle mode. Interesting. You would race on a stupid track. Oh, what's even the point then? There is no point. Yeah, there's no point because <laughs> I can do the exact same thing when I'm just driving. Yes. Yeah. Um, I I played a little Snake Pass about that back when it came out. The controls are really hard to get used to. Mm-hmm. It it's, was too hard for me. I immediately turned put it back down. Ooh, like, you can you, play this game. <laughs> you really need to yeah. literally spend an hour playing the tutorial, kind of just figuring out. I'm stuck on a world and it's a lot of bamboo. I feel like slither between these bamboo poles and it's just becoming frustrating where I just want to say, fuck you. Sure. And I've already done it twice and I keep like the last pole I need to wrap around and fall. Mm. And it's like, ooh, nope. Don't have time for this crap. Mm-hmm. So I, I got Bayonetta 1 and 2. Okay. Played Bayonetta one until I beat it until I got to the point on Xbox and I quit again. Okay, it's just like it's good, but it's old. I put Bayonetta two in. It's literally took Bayonetta one's controls and made it so much better. Really, it's so much smoother. That's very interesting to hear. They made all the technical aspects are easier to hit. Okay, your um. Which mode is easier to get? Your special craziness is easier. It's more of a, just a button hit instead of having to do a bunch of extra crap. So they really took all the complaints from one, fixed them, mm-hmm. made game two, and that's that. Okay. I didn't play much of two on Wii U, but uh, it feels great. That's, that, that's really cool to hear. Um, I ended up watching, I found Bayonetta the and anime. This is on Switch. Yep, Switch. Okay. I found Bayonetta anime on YouTube. I watched that. That really explains Bayonetta 1. So, technically I beat it by watching an anime. Sure, I hear you. <laughs> um, it's really weird. Like, the storyline is kind of okay. fucked up. Sure. But, speaking of anime, have you watched um, on Netflix the the Godzilla anime at all? Yeah, I didn't like it. Okay. I started watching it, and then I kind of paused it, because I, I couldn't really get into it, because I got a, had a screaming kid near me the whole entire time. I thought, I'll get back to this some other time. But then I was going to ask you if you watched it at all. Yeah, I did, because uh, I enjoy anime. I don't have a ton of time, but I think I was sick one day, and Nikki was gone with the baby, and I crushed through it. Um, oh, you actually watched the whole thing? or, or the Yeah. It? Really? Yep. You did not like it. Maybe it's a different, like, universe version of Godzilla? Oh, it's definitely a different universe of, of Godzilla. It's It's a very unique... I mean, the, the premise is that this is way in the future. Godzilla has completely destroyed the Earth, and the only humans that have survived are out in space on a space station. Which is like a bunch of the new TV shows on Netflix or whatever. Right. and Like the and, 100 and stuff. Yeah, so this planet has been desolate and destroyed for like 
20,000 years or something like that. And now their space station is going to shit because they've used up like all the different resources and it's it's coming apart at the seams. So they, they need to go back down to Earth. And uh, they know that to go back down to Earth, they're going to have to deal with Godzilla. Now, they've also had a lot of other monsters on Earth before Godzilla showed up, which reminds me a lot of, uh, what's the new, Pacific... Pacific Rim? Pacific Rim. It reminded me heavily of Pacific Rim. They had all these new monsters show up and are destroying the Earth, and you got to come up with like huge robots to fight them. Well, well, I thought they scanned the Earth, and they thought, there really isn't nothing there. Right. They did see, like, a storm coming. Mm-hmm. I don't know how far you got into the anime. I... They, they were heading down to Earth. Oh, God. Well, yeah. You didn't get very far. No. So, there was... They got down there, and then they had to move... They were moving to a location, and then, like... This storm came and blocked all their scanning tech. And that's when Godzilla fucking Godzilla came. Was he the storm? No. Okay. You would give it what out of a ten? It's probably like a six or seven. Okay. So watchable, was, but not great. It was hard because they were the humans were very aggressive. Even though Godzilla was, like, unstoppable. Right? Where most Godzillas, the humans are afraid of Godzilla. Right. This was complete opposite. It was because they, want, they wanted their planet back, though, right? Uh, yeah, I guess. And they had a bunch of cool future tech. Like, they had robots and shit, right? Yeah, they had, like, mechs. Yeah. Um, and flying... Uh, I was impressed with all their gear. tech. Because I was kind of thinking, you guys have been working on a lot of stuff out here in space. Like, you guys got all these mechs and stuff. But for all I know, they could have built all that stuff on the ground before. But either way, where are you getting all the materials for, for your max? Well, whatever, it doesn't matter. Space? Yeah. It's just asteroids? <laughs> it's just, we got all this steel. We got this uh, steel asteroid that came through. We snagged it. <laughs> Put it in our shipping bay and yep. just suck it apart. <laughs> right. Uh, it, it was okay. If you like Godzilla, you might enjoy it. I was impressed with the graphics, kind of. It was alright. It, it was an entertainment for me. I enjoy God, classic Godzilla. Mm-hmm. I was really frustrated when... Well, I don't want to spoil it, but there's a couple characters who are super aggressive okay. in wanting to kill them. And I think they have, like... Emo- and maybe that's the thing. It was, like, an emotional... For them, it was, like, emotional. Like, you killed my dad! Sure. Because they show flashbacks of them, like, launching the rockets off Earth. Uh-huh. And Godzilla just like, hey, what's up? Boom! Yeah. And just takes one out. Yeah. And that guy's dad was on it. So he's all pissed off. So maybe it was my, like, his emotions triggered something. And I was like, you're way too excited about this. But it was an emotional thing for him. Speaking of emotional, I'll go through this really quick. Because I remember talking about video games. But we, we went and saw a movie. Oh, God. Yeah. We went, Steve cried. Yeah. We went and saw a movie. He laughed. We went and saw a movie called uh, A Quiet Place, and um, I would heavily suggest that anyone who's listening go see the movie. It's really good. Now, you have to like thrillers. Um, like Michael Jackson thriller? Yes, just like Michael Jackson thriller. If you enjoy music like Michael Jackson's thriller, you should probably go see this movie. No, uh, you told me about it today uh, in detail at work, and you said, if you like the movie Signs, 
Yeah. Like it's like it's like a new version of this. Yeah, it's it's very it reminded me a lot of signs. They both take place on this like farm. They're both heavily uh, like family related. Um got kids involved and it science is also an emotional there's always like trauma with like him and his wife and stuff like that. This movie it's scary. It's not a horror movie. It it has lots of suspense. You are dead silent the entire time. The whole theater, the theater was packed. No one said anything. No one did anything. It was totally quiet in that theater. I didn't hear crinkling of like like rappers and stuff. I I it was amazing how silent that'd be the first that, time that theater was. I've ever been to a movie that no one did that. I if tell you what, on it for real, if anyone would have said something, I think the whole theater would have beat him to death. <laughs> because everyone's holding their breath because in the theater or in in the movie they're not allowed to make any noise. If you make any type of noise, you will... Oh, so, so you get that kind of same feeling. Right. Yeah. Because, well, for two reasons. One, the film itself is fairly silent. There is noises. Like, uh, what is it What is it called? Just like background noises? Like if you, sure. Like wind and stuff like that. But there's not a whole lot of music. And when there is music, it's because shit is going down. Yeah, it's scary time. Right. Or th- thriller time. Right. Um, <laughs> and that's when Michael Jackson shows up in the movie. Oh, he spy saves, he saves it. Oh, yeah. spoiler alert! Exactly, he moon dances. <laughs> and all the monsters he dances with the shredded. monsters and then uh, saves the day. Right. Um, I would give the movie a, 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 an eight out of ten. I I, I loved it. Um, I'm waiting until Redbox gets it. Yeah, you should totally wait till Redbox. There's no reason to. For you necessarily to have to go. To oh, what are theater. you saying, Steve? You saying I don't like spending money on movie theaters? I'm just saying I know you, and you should just wait till the red <laughs> box comes out. I don't want to spend thirty dollars to go see a movie, You're right? But um, it, it's a it's. A, I was not expecting it to be so emotional. Oh I, there, sure. There's one point or two points where I was very emotional, and and the one I was not trying to hold back tears. I had hot tears rolling down my face. I was flat out crying. I was trying to hold back weeping and like heavy sobbing, like like oh. <gasps> like I I I. I well, then why would I go to the movie this year? I didn't wait till I see it at my house because then I don't have to embarrass myself. <laughs> there you go. There's another reason to get on Redbox, but uh, it just I could not believe how emotional it was. And uh, anyways, I'm not gonna go into detail about any. So sweet, don't any, see it. You recommend it. Heavily recommend it. I loved it. Two Steve thumbs up. Yeah, totally. Definitely. I can't thumb up yet because I haven't seen it. I mean, there are... Okay, I will say this about the movie. Oh, spoiler. Yeah. It it has a lot of moments where you're thinking, what the fuck? I mean, like, you, you, you kind of have to suspend some belief for, oh, for yeah, some of yeah. the plot holes, I guess. Like, you, you can't come in thinking this is going to be... It's not a perfectly written movie. No. You have to accept some stuff. But as soon as you just accept it, like you just, you just let the movie like, flow. This is gonna be a dumb thing, right? Uh, let's let it be for entertainment, right? Exactly. Like, like there's some things that I feel like the military should have thought of and taken out some of these creatures a long time ago. But somehow, instead, the creatures have just taken over Earth instead. But uh, nonetheless, if you just let it play out, like for instance, like The Walking Dead, 
I've got a problem with that too. I feel like the, the military should have survived these slow ass creatures. But whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> these slow ass guys have killed entire platoons of the military. But that's fine. Yeah. They've taken over the entire world. So yeah. it's the same, same thing here. These creatures are not slow. These creatures are god awful fast. Scary. So that's the scariest part is how heinously fast they are <laughs> so in signs you said they're invisible because i don't remember the movie yeah well no they're not entirely invisible they they can camouflage themselves to mimic whatever's behind them okay so in this movie are they invisible or do you see them no but if you ever see them you're dead if they ever hear you you're dead now they are now they are blind creatures so they're like bats well not technically but they're going on sound they're going on pure sound so it's like tremors the movie Tremors. Yep. It is literally a blend of Tremors and Signs. And uh, the movie is written, directed, and acted in by uh, uh, John Krasinski, who's Jim from uh, The Office. He would be, apparently now is got all sorts of acting chops. He's a he's a good drama actor. God, he's honestly, he's the best part of the movie. He's so, there's one part, the, the big part that's so emotional I don't know how else to describe it. it just... Steve is currently crying. <laughs> tears, and then, hot and then, tears rolling. Yeah. And then I, I love his wife, uh, Emily Blunt. Uh, she is one of the coolest uh, female actors out there, in my opinion, right now. Because she was uh, the angel of Verdun in uh, the movie, the Tom Cruise movie. Uh... Mission Impossible. No. No. Uh, the Tom Cruise movie, uh, The Edge of Tomorrow. Did you ever see that? No, I don't watch movies. Oh my word! Guess what movies I watch? I will Tron Legacy. I will leave right now. Go home, get the DVD, and bring it back to you. Bring it to work tomorrow. I will. Edge of Tomorrow is one of my favorite movies ever. I love it. Nope. Uh, favorite movie: Princess Bride. Done. Case closed. <laughs> That's fine. But the Edge of Tomorrow is epic. It's so good. God, it's good. You said God, that about. A good movie. You said that about another movie that sucked. What did I say? Sorry. I don't know. I'm making up. Sure. No, no. The Edge of Tomorrow is epic. And her character is so... I didn't know who she was before that movie. Then after the movie, I was like, this woman is bomb. And I love this woman so much. Uh, oh, so you bring it to work. Yeah, we'll do. I'll watch it. We'll do. Oh. There's some games coming out. Soon. On Switch. I've been following them. Because... There's a game called Aquamoto Racing Utopia. What's it about? It literally, supposedly, is a spiritual successor to Wave Race. The jet ski game on 64. Okay, that's what I was picturing. They are releasing it on the Wii U and Switch like the 24th of this month. Wait, what's Jet Moto? That's that PlayStation hover, hovering jet ski-like game. Okay. Is it like that? Because that's actually what I'm picturing in no. my head. Wave Race is the jet ski, like, for real jet ski game on Nintendo 64. I can't picture it. I can't mentally picture it. You probably didn't have a 64. I, I didn't. Yeah. I had a PlayStation. Um, the reviews are mediocre, but I am pumped as shit. They also have a game, I don't remember the name of it, but it's literally the same engine running snowmobile racing. Okay. And uh, there was a crap ton of really good snowmobile racing games on PlayStation 1, like Sledstorm. 
Mm-hmm. So, I'm, again, I'm hyped for that game. I don't care if it sucks. I will probably buy each. Those sound like really fun racing games because there's not... There's not very many uh, snowmobile games, uh, jet ski games. The last like jet ski was Splashdown on like PlayStation Two. Sure, I mean there's that would be a really fun game to play. Yeah, I would so, love to play it, especially um, on a Nintendo Switch. For some reason, if it's on a Nintendo Switch, it seems so much more entertaining to me than it would be on a an Xbox. Yeah, so uh, the Wii U, the 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 main news is they're releasing it on the Wii U as well. Because that was what they were initially going to release, like, two years ago on. Really? So they're still keeping will, their promise. Will this be, like, the last... I mean, when was the last game to come out for Wii U? I have no idea. Sure. I, I haven't turned... Mine's sitting in the living room. Sure. I have not turned on the unit since I bought the Switch. That just seems crazy unique that, after all this time, we are also going to release this for the Wii U. I'm in the Splatoon Reddit thread... Uh-huh. And there's still people that will not buy a Switch. They still play Splatoon 1, which is still an active community. Even Call of Duty on on the Wii U is active. Okay. Not not like, not big, but no, it's still you. active. Um, so there's still people that haven't upgraded. I mean, well, tell you what, there's, for that matter, there's a lot of people who play Xbox 360 a lot. Oh, that's true. I mean, pe- people sometimes, they, one, they either don't have the money. Or they just they enjoy their game and they have, don't see the reason to buy an, a new system. Sure. Um, I guess I I always get the newest systems. Yeah. Uh, that's just my mentality. But if it wasn't a big deal to you and you're enjoying your game and it seems like a waste of money, Keep rocking. Do, yeah, then you you do you. The only problem is the Wii U community on Mario Kart Splatoon. They're all hacked. So the console got kind of hacked, like the game itself. So there was. Hackers on Splatoon and Mario Kart who could, you know, finish early or never get hit. Mm. And on Splatoon, they could be a, instead of a squid, they'd be the octopus kid. And they could see you wherever you were on the map. And Really? So I would never go online and play just because... Hackers all over the place. It was kind of like SOCOM on PlayStation 2. Once the console was done, you'd join and it was just a hack fest. Mm. Um... But it's cool to see they're still supporting the, at least their original, what they said they would do. Yeah. We we're going to release this on the Wii U. And it's coming out. And they're actually doing it, yeah. There was a game kickstarted called 90s Arcade Racer, which was like a, a out, outrun yeah, we just or a ridge forth. racer, right? Yeah. You move back and forth, but you, the screen moves. Yeah, you, uh, you dodge the, stuff the whole entire time. It's coming down at you. It looked freaking awesome like new graphics yeah but there's only like one or two guys making it and well, still not out years later yeah. we use gone and done so they've had to but, yeah that's what happens when you have just two guys making it. i mean if something comes up well that you don't have a team making it it's that no, one but, guy all of a sudden yeah. the production stopped immediately and i don't know if they were coming out for any other console but i mean it's not out on anything sure so they everybody who was at the end of the Wii U life either had to bump to the Switch or continue making for the Wii U and just get lower sales. Right. Sucks to suck, but yeah. Um, I'm pumped about those games. They'll come out next week while I'll be gone, and I won't be able to buy them until I get home. Um, 
I have been, so I've been playing a lot of Fortnite, and I, yeah, I I think, I think I'm over it, like, I mean, I'm not gonna say I'm gonna stop playing Fortnite, because I'm not, because all my friends are playing it, and if I want to play with them, I need to play Fortnite, but, uh, it's just the same thing over and over again, and I need, I need a, a story mode, I need to be able to play through a campaign, so like right now, I'm playing through Doom, but Doom it really doesn't count because it's not a story. It's just you running around just blasting monsters the entire There's time. There's cutscenes, but it's not. I mean, yeah, you're not yeah, playing for the story. What it what it really is, is like cutscenes, almost too liberal of a term. It's it's uh, you get to the end of a. Uh, I don't know if like it's a map at the end or whatever. It's like the, the beginning of a map. You like finish the map, and then at the beginning of the next map, <clears throat> they have a, a kind of a cutscene. You're still in the guy's head. It's not like a third-person view or anything like that. You're still in, in the helmet. And you have uh, this robot talking to you, telling you all about how shitty you are and stuff like that. <laughs> but uh, it, it's not really... There is a story going on. But it's not in an engaging story. That's really Yeah, no, it's more time. a story to keep, supposedly, you entertain between Blast and the Right, it's really demons. just so you have a reason, like... Why am I killing these guys? That's really it. It's not anything more than that. It's to give you just a very loose story for a reason why you're blasting your way through hell and Mars. Um, uh, so th- I don't really count that as a campaign. Um, I, I'm looking. I need something new and is uh, over as I am on Destiny. Destiny has more campaign coming out May 5th. So that's not that far away. A single Mayo. Yeah. So I yeah. Um I'm excited for that because do do, do they have like a theme or do they give yeah. any details on the expansion? Yeah. So it's called Warmind and uh anyone who's played through Destiny 1 knows a lot about Warmind cuz you have played his strike missions over and over and over again. Warmind is this. Uh, apparently, sometime in the past, we built like humans. We built uh, these AIs to protect Earth from like alien invaders and stuff like that. And they are just big, huge computers. They're not. Like, they're not like individual like people walking around. They're not the ghost. Like they're just like huge servers, if you will. It's like a big server room. And these big, huge server rooms control. You know, like like world-ending missiles and stuff like that. Okay. Um, well, these war mines became sentient, and they decided, kind of fuck humanity and everything else, and not necessarily that they're killing off humanity, but they do not want to be talked to or messed with, and <clears throat> that's one of the main issues that you have when you're. I, again, I don't know a whole lot about the war mines besides my just interaction with them. That's what I'm sure that this huge expansion is about. Is we're gonna go into depth and you know, get some actual knowledge on these things, and he, they, who knows what they're gonna do. Uh, there is a war mine on Earth. There is a war mine on a different planet. It must be Mercury. Um, no one's ever met that one, so I don't know if that's what this one's gonna be. Um, no matter what issues I have with Destiny. I will always play new story for Destiny because they got that dialed in right now. And I'll, 
even if it's short, like for instance, the last campaign that I played, or you know, the last expansion called Osiris. Yeah. That was, in my opinion, too short for the amount of money that I gave them. But it was still very entertaining. I enjoyed it. And for anyone who, I guess, really wants your bang for your buck, buy always buy Destiny like a year later. Yeah. And you will get just a god-awful amount of content. You'll just have a whole year's worth of DLCs that have come out for like probably less than the original asking price. You'll probably get it off for like 50 bucks, 40 bucks. And you'll have a huge game with lots of lore. Uh, so I guess if you're a person who wants a cheap bang for your buck with a huge amount of content, buy Destiny always a year later. But if you want the newest content now, you're going to end up paying through the nose for it every single time. I think we talked about that at work. Yeah. We, we said did. the same thing. Yeah. Same. Because you know, I bought Destiny 1 a year after, or like... Yeah. At Taken you, King. You, yeah, you bought it on, so on Taken King. So I got tons of stuff built right. in. Taken King was the time to get in on Destiny. It was a solid, smooth, clean game at that yeah, they point. they dialed it in then. Yeah, it was It was golden. Uh, so anyways, that's I got, I'm waiting for that to, to drop next month. Um, right now, I, I'm trying to think. I, I own games that I haven't beaten yet. I haven't even turned them on. Yeah, so I need to play some of those campaigns. Probably like Splatoon 3. Hey, Splatoon 2 has a campaign. Does it really? Mm-hmm. How long is it? I don't know, Not 10 hours. Does it have like cutscenes and stuff? Sort of. There's like story. Okay. Uh, Nintendo does a lot of lore, so they're kind of like Blizzard. Okay. Well, then actually I, I'm, I'm interested in them. Because I've been wanting... I'm going to get Splatoon no matter what. Maybe that's what I'll do next. I'll just get Splatoon and then play that campaign. You need to get Splatoon because... Splatoon 1, you're saying? No. Okay, Splatoon 2. Okay. Splatoon 2. So this past weekend I was kind of crushing it out. And Salmon Run was on. Salmon Run is like the horde mode or the wave mode. Player versus element. Or environment? Environment. Yeah, yeah. player versus So there's four players... Versus these, like, weird salmon-like characters coming out of the water. Sure. Um, and it's time-based. It's not always uh, available. This is so fucking stupid. They have the most fucked-up hours. It's like 7 a.m. to 1, uh, 1 a.m. Or, no, no. But 7, it's not always the same. 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. Like, and then 7 p.m. to 1 a.m. How often is this mode available? Every, like, other day. Okay. But, but it's, it's just, it's bad just jacked up hours. So sure. like, this week I can't play it mm. because uh, I don't have time from seven a.m. to one p.m. It's I'm unique and kind of cool. I like it the way that they're doing it. Um, it would be obvious. I get limited hours. Here's the thing: they want you to not get burned down on it. Sure, but give me the fucking hours where I can actually play the damn thing. A handful of times of the week. See, the problem is, is they're probably making it available worldwide instead of making it available like time zoned. Yeah. And they they need to. I don't know if they have the ability to, but they should have it be like, if you live in the United States, here's your time zones, or if you live in Europe, here's your time zones. Whereas yeah, here exactly. they're doing it for the whole entire planet. Yeah. So somehow, Sunday or whatever morning, I was playing it for a while, 
and I loved it. I was mm-hmm. having so much fun. Mm-hmm. And then I finally convinced my buddy to play, and then I logged on to make him go. It was closed. Mm. So, it... <sighs> good job, John. Yeah, <laughs> John. <laughs> um, again, I get limited hours, but maybe do. I think we were talking the car today was twelve a.m. to twelve p.m. Like do do twelve hour increments. Oh, for sure. Every other day or whatever. So that you can include, because when I get off work, yeah, I could play. What are they in now? Three hour increments. Oh, it's like seven p.m. to one a.m. and then seven a.m. to one p.m. Okay, until the weekend. Sure. That's every other day. It's just like, yeah. Oh, so so what happened was once Samaron closed on Sunday, I joined the standard multiplayer game, just normal free for all or two teams versus each other and i all i'm only in level 19 like i don't have a ton of time to play i'm they threw me in teams with 60 to 90 level players and i fucking (laughs) got my ass handed to me every single round and i'm used to playing with people in the lower levels sure well it's splatoon one i wasn't that bad Sure. I, I literally couldn't kill anybody. I would get up to the middle of the map, dead. Hmm. Middle of the map, dead. Couldn't get anything. So it's just like, do you think I it's don't want to play with pros? The Switch is so much more popular. Oh, definitely. Okay. The Wii U didn't sell well. Splatoon was a big seller. Smash was a big seller for a low-selling console, right? I mean, the Switch outsold Wii U pretty quick. Whereas now the Switch is so popular that all these other mainstream gamers are playing these games. Correct, yeah. Yeah. There's just way, way more people playing it. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of people have a lot of time to play. And good for them. Like, you got a lot of time? Uh, I don't. Teaming with people who fucking suck at the game with with me. Yeah. Uh, So it sounds like they don't have good... uh, What is it called? They did at one point. Matchmaking. Okay. So... So, like, I would quit for a minute or two and get back in, but it frustrated me because I never got back into a good groove with players around my level, so I I just quit the game. Sure. Which which is sucky. I I don't know. Uh, Otherwise, I love the game. And I could have gotten him playing the campaign, but I kind of forgot. Probably had crap going on. I hear you. I played several different mobile games this this over the weekend. I didn't I didn't game barely at all this whole weekend. Like my weekends have now become f- like my worse than my weekdays. My weekdays are are my weekends now compared to my weekends. Uh, I played probably eleven matches total of Fortnite over the whole entire weekend. Good, that game sucks. <laughs> if I hear about it ever again at work, I'm just gonna punch well, it. Well, you're gonna hear face. about it tomorrow, probably about six hours. It, oh yeah, because that. Mm. Yeah. So it snowed Sunday in Duluth. It snowed a, a, an average about a foot. Yeah, yeah, probably. You got you got big drifts that are like three feet tall, and then you got you know areas that have, like you can see grass because yeah. the, there was very very windy, like bonkers windy. Yeah, fifty mile an hour gusts. Yeah, like, it was no crazy. Uh, this is normal for Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So by two a.m. Last night, the roads were plowed. Mm-hmm. At least 80% of them. 
So we, me and Steve went to work today. And we get there, and our coworker uh, didn't show up. So I texted him, and he said, "Oh yeah, yeah." Our other coworker said we get the day off. Yeah. Unbeknownst to everybody else in the company, <laughs> no one else knew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I kind of like think we should get tomorrow off. <laughs> sure, or at least yeah. like a half day. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Um. So I'm pretty sure those two stayed at home playing Fortnite all freaking day. I can't imagine what else they would do. What? What? It's all they do anyways. So I'm sure this was just a full day of Fortnite for them. Freaking jerk face. And here's the thing. Okay, listen, I do think. I've said this before, I think, on the podcast. I enjoy Fortnite. I think that it is a good game. But it's a very simplistic game. At least their Battle Royale. It's all the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Just, how can you play a whole day's worth? I don't get it. Now, for the people who are, like, Twitch streamers, where this is their job... Oh, you have that to. That makes sense to me. Yeah, because it's your job. this is your freaking job. Whether you like it or not, you got to play this for, like, eight hours so you can make some money. Um, and for the people who are watching you, they're only watching for maybe, uh, you know, 30 minutes or something like that, and yeah. then they're out of here. So they want to watch you, no matter what time of day it is, so you got to play a lot. Whereas, these guys from work, they're playing, you know, five hours straight of Fortnite every day, and it's like, holy, are you, how are you guys not burnt out yet? Uh, there, there's they no, don't have lives? I, I even then hey we'll have a baby let me know how that works i mean i guess i guess <laughs> but i'm saying like, even then like uh, in like monster hunter or in uh, any other game you got like leveling up you got something that you're kind of striving oh, sure. for there's like more to it than just yeah or you got for instance in destiny you can go to a totally different map you're in the same map every single time you drop oh shut up there's only one map only one map it's a big map but it's one map it's not Holy that big holy I yeah. did not know that it was one map. Oh, it's only one. Yeah, one little island that you drop on every single time. And it's oh. not, it's just you deciding where you want to drop. Like, how cheap is this game to make? It seems like it was a cheap game Oh, to make. they're making... Oh, first of all, they're making hand over fist on money. Their, their outfits... I didn't realize how expensive their outfits were. I said the other day that an outfit cost $12. Some cost $12. I wanted to buy one the other day because it was super cool looking. It was over $20 for one outfit. Anyone on any game who says, like, for instance, in Destiny. I'm a big Destiny complainer when it comes to, like, paying for stuff. But I've never paid $20 for an outfit. And I was like, holy shit. Do you realize that I paid $20 for a huge DLC pack for Destiny? Come except, on for, except for Battle Royale is free. But the, and that's the difference. You're willing to spend money because you didn't pay anything for the game anyways. It, if it was EA, though, ooh, complainers everywhere. Yeah. And again, I'm not going to... <gasps> you forgot to talk about how Koi's a liar. Oh, yeah. He's a straight-up liar. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, so this is back to EA and Battlefront 2. Yes. Which is another thing. They brought back their, their microtransactions. They're back in the game again. Money's flowing again for them. I can't believe it. They're just, they're scum. They're total scum. Well, he said that Battlefront 2 uh, fixed all their problems. Fixed them all. Come on back, Steve. It's all good to go. He just wanted all, to play. It's, it's all that happened. Uh, they said that they fixed all their problems. So it wasn't just him saying it. They said it too. Oh. Yeah. 
They said that we fixed all those little glitches that, that you're pissed off about. We changed the microtransactions so that um, if you're playing with a sniper, you actually upgrade your sniper instead of just upgrading like Chewbacca at the same time. It's weird. I mean, it was just goofy before. You're just unlocking stuff for everybody and not actually accomplishing something that, that you were trying to strive for. Well, now they kind of got that like that back end stuff fixed, like the like the microtransactions and whatever, like like the way that uh, your upgrading skills happen. But the whole game, the whole game, is still just as broken as it was from day one. It still takes you five minutes to get into a match. There, no one has this much time. But he wanted to play the game, so he was just saying, Oh, don't worry, Steve. Everything's super fast now. Everything's super cool. I turned it on and was immediately infuriated. Like, <laughs> okay. uh, I remembered how bad this was, but uh, I came in with all this new hope of, like, I'm ready to check out what's happening, and then just was immediately just pissed off. I turned it off. I, I, I think I maybe played one match. It started to load up the next one, and then during the intense waiting time for the next one, I was like, All right, I'm out. See you guys. I'm done. Uh, Which is why they haven't played it since. No. The user interface and the load times on that game are so bad, there's no reason to play that game. I don't care how good it is. The campaign? Sure. Play through the campaign. Then walk away from that game. Yeah. Because uh, no matter how good the in-game multiplayer is, it is pure garbage how broken the out the what what is it called outside of the gameplay fuck multiplayer uh, well like the menu system whatever the, the the menu system and the load times are just catastrophically broken that's nuts mm-hmm. um i can't believe this has to be one of the first games where reddit and social media destroyed sales of that game like yep. f- finally money talks yes Yes. Finally. So much so that Disney um, is trying to strip EA of its contract. I don't know if they're going to finally go through with it, but they've already had conversations with other companies and they're trying to God, I hope they do figure it. out how to chop like, off at their knees. How cool would that be? It'd be awesome. It'd be incredible. I am ready for EA just to burn in hell. Uh, because, or at least over Star Wars. With the rest of their games, you do whatever you're going to do to them. Yeah. I, but when <clears> it comes <throat> to Star Wars, it's like, you know, we had classic games. We had great games. And they were all Star Wars games. I saw a meme, and it said, all the Star Wars games before EA. And it had all those classic PC and every yep. other console game. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, Battlefront? The classic original one and two, yeah, which were epic. But 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 then it was like downhill. Well, they EA has produced two, Kotor. Who made that? Um, That's the Old Republic. I don't think EA has a name. Oh, the the, the old ones. The, the, that's all. That's all just Lucasfilm. Oh, not, not <gasps> Those Lucas. Lucas that's Arts. right. Because it's all, then... all Lucas Arts. Lucas Arts came out with just I don't know probably thirty games Great. that were just incredible games. Yeah, and then Disney EA's got their that. hands on it. I I really can't blame this on Disney, except for the fact that Disney gave it to a company since they don't know how to make video games. 
Well, they, they just, took the they bought Lucas Films, right, and then dismantled everything. Dismantled it and said we're just gonna hand over licensing to somebody else, which was super stupid because yeah. they. I think Lucas Films was working on Battlefront. They were, and then they. Well, they were working on they were working on several games, and yeah, that's uh, true. they all got shut down. Ugh, they were sad. working on a game called Thirteen Thirteen that was gonna end up being a like a Boba Fett third person shooter. Oh. Yeah, like, like a, yeah, an urban... Steve, do, do you have a boner right now? No, that, that that's that's something that I would love too much. That's why the world has to take it from me. So, <laughs> the gameplay that I've seen from 1313 was absolutely beautiful. So you're on Coruscant, and you're going down into the depths of Coruscant, like down into its like underbelly. That's fine. And... Uh, it's a third-person shooter that reminded me, hmm, duck and cover, kind of like uh, Gears of War a little bit, but much. Your characters are obviously thin in proportion, not like you know the big huge behemoths from Gears of War. <laughs> um, and it it looked intense, looked really intense, um, and the fact that they had also said not only is this game like look as good as it does. That guy right there is pretty much Boba Fett, or is going to be Boba Fett. The rumors were, were so solid that that was Boba Fett that I knew it was. Especially when, to make more money, all it takes is just a little bit of effort to be like, this is Boba Fett before he put on an armor, or something like that. Because <laughs> it could take something as simple as that, like, this is this is pre-Boba, before he, <laughs> before he became... This is the, baby Boba. Yeah, before he put on the armor. Uh, all it would take is something like that, and then the sales would just skyrocket to be triple the amount. Um, I mean, they have a lot of story they could pull from. Yeah, so. I mean, exactly. And there's so much open space in their lore that they can kind of do whatever they want. Uh, Telling Fast and Furious. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, yeah. Fast and the Furious. I, I tell you what, I honestly enjoy the Fast and the Furious movies. Hey, uh, you go on these rants. Like, if I say something, you just, like, take it. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Fast and Furious. That shit's done. No more new trilogy. You shut up, Vin Diesel. Uh, no, Don't wreck it for me. The, 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 so Boba Fett, yeah. and I was done, and now you're sad, and your boner's going away. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm. EA should not be making Star Wars games ever again. They need to stop now. Um, They need to rip that contract out of their hand as fast as possible. Because they don't know how to make a proper game. All they care about is uh, making money, and I know it's not the devs' fault. The devs are trying to make a good game. They want to make a good game, but it's, it comes down to the people above them saying, "You know how in mobile games we make a lot of money through microtransactions? Yeah. Well, we need that above all else. It, it was above like, all. Else. It's kind of like Bungie with with Destiny. Yeah. And who stripped them of their? Because the DLC, Activision. they were all gonna have all that in, yeah. and they got stripped out. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the hard part. Oh, you're talking about the, the... Yes, okay. So when Bungie first released Destiny 1, all of the DLC that was in the game, or that came out later for the game, was already in the game. It was a part of the story. Bungie had to go in there with a hacksaw, chop up the story, pull it out, and resell it later as DLC. On top of the fact... That before the game released, they lost their main writer, who apparently had, I don't know, a bunch of copyrighted material for their uh, story. So they had to not use the vast majority of their story. So their story was already shot to hell. 
So then they still tried to cobble everything together to come up with their own shitty story. And then they had to chop that up to make DLC later. So their story was just a god-awful mess. And this is why I think um, the big studios are slowly starting to fail. And indie, uh, indie developers are picking up because they're coming up with this new cool content. People are loving it. And it's 10 bucks. 15, 20 bucks, not 60 plus DLC later. Um, and, and this is how the waves turn. You, you get these studios that get too big and their shit gets stupid and yeah. people stop buying it. And then all of a sudden they drop and then they'll, they'll maybe bring it back. Yeah. There, there, there's an ebb and flow of capitalism, yeah. if you will. And, but, but, and... but if our money doesn't speak, they're not going to listen. Right. And they haven't for how long? Right. And so finally, yeah, EA and Activision talking. need to pay for what they've done to gaming in general. Jeez, you sound like V for Vendetta. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> if only it was that easy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what studio is gonna get blown up? Oh yeah. shit! Right. <laughs> um, which is another great movie, but I'm not gonna go on a tangent about that. But. Uh, no, so it it's, which is why arcade games are so good because, raw thrills and Sega and stuff pump out these arcade games and it's, it's a game that's released and it's done. Yeah, there's no DLC, there's no shenanigans. What's well, why Nintendo games are so good? Nintendo has full control and it just looks down at their game the entire time. It doesn't have a third party coming in and trying to create some microtransaction uh, mess. They have a, a story that they have protected with all of their will to be uh, something that they're proud of. Well, because if it has Nintendo's name on it, it needs to be something that that, that is a first person, a first what is it called? An, an IP that that you own. What is it? First party. A first party IP. Something. Now they have some third party studios like Platinum Games. But Platinum Games is like a Nintendo exclusive third party. Sure. Uh, they did. I, I'm pretty sure they did Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Okay. So they've done a lot of IP specifically related to Nintendo. Uh huh. And so they're very well versed in Nintendo's in this. Uh mm-hmm. I'm surprised Nintendo doesn't own them. Okay. Um, but you're right. Nintendo keeps control, and they. But and that's the same thing with what I was saying in an earlier podcast was. They want to guide you through how they want you to know their stuff. Yeah. Uh, they're very controlled. Except now there's um, Super Mario cereal. And there's the Super Mario on the... Was it the iPlayer? It's some Chinese... It's, I guess it's only in China, so it doesn't really matter. But there was like a, a Tegra tablet that came out that had a bunch of Wii games on it. Oh, really? So everybody's kind of like really confused as to why Wii games are on this tablet, but I think it was in China. Okay. Where Nintendo doesn't sell under Nintendo in China because China's laws. Sure. Uh, so if that's the case, doesn't really matter. All that proves is that Wii could be emulated and sold on the Switch, mm-hmm. like Wii games. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. They really keep their IP strict and tight right xbox does a pretty good job and maybe sony as well 
of when it's a, a first party IP like Halo. You know that when Halo comes out, it's a solid. Oh, here's the thing: Halo hasn't come out for a long time, so we'll find out when it when it finally shows up. That, is there a rumor of six coming? Um, yeah, there is, but I mean, we're, we're still a long ways off. There hasn't been a trailer, a teaser. There hasn't been oh, anything. God. But yeah, in, in theory, we're not that far out. Like it's like within within the year, it's coming out. Really? I think so. Um, I got an email from Betson. Amusements. Okay. That TNT, TMNT was the new arcade game was shipping. Okay, yeah, that's right. You said that. Um, I think we so talked about that before, actually, on our last podcast. You said you haven't been to Adventure Zone. I have been there recently, like not within like last two weeks, but I have yeah. been there fairly recently, like let's say three weeks ago. Um, so TMNT is not there the last time I at least was there. Yeah, so now that it's shipping... We should pop in there. How long ago did it start shipping? Uh, like two weeks ago. Okay, so in theory, like it's re- it was super recent. In theory, it could be there. Um, yeah. If it is, I'm ready to blow money on that sucker right well, now. Get rid of that freaking injustice game. I know. I know. <laughs> what a it's a bummer of a game. Like you, it's so cool. You get cards that you can load up, but it's yeah, like yeah. But these also, these buttons you know, barely do anything. Yeah, and standing from. Yeah, the other side of the room, looking at it, you're like, oh, this looks like a fun game. Then you walk up to it, and it's not an arcade game. It's just, <laughs> you just push these buttons every one now and then. And it kind I remember it being like, mm, it might do the move you said. Yeah, it's just super goofy and dumb. It's not a joystick it, with, it like, a It caters to, like, the buttons. five-year-old. Yeah, it, yes, it's garbage. It's total garbage. Um, wah, wah. Yeah, it's got to go for sure. I trade that in a heartbeat. Promise they just got it, so they're not gonna do it. Oh, there is a newer game there that I think is kind of interesting. Uh, it's based off of like Frogger, where you gotta like run up, you know, and just dodge shit. Um, but it's made by Disney, and Disney has you can. It's like all of their games, like all their movie things, like IPs. So you got uh, Dory in there. You got um, Wreck It Ralph. Uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, all these different platforms. Obviously, Mickey Mouse. And each time you pick a character, let's say you pick Wreck It Ralph, you're in Wreck It Ralph's world, and you run up. And everything's t- you have like it's not time based, so you can run as long as you want. And every single time you like make it a little bit further, you get a ticket. So you can just rack up tickets like a son of a gun. <laughs> and but can you get five hundred? No. So there's no point in playing. No, what well, you? I mean, maybe I've been talking on my butt right now. Maybe you don't get tickets, but you can get points. I, but I think the whole reason why I got excited for it was because it was actually like I was getting tickets out of it. Anyways, you don't even remember. No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Anyways, you haven't been drinking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Easton beat the record on one of the levels. Shut up, which blew my mind. And the thing is, this is all he was doing. He was just tapping the button as fast as possible, <laughs> but somehow he was dodging everything by the slightest smart margins. I couldn't believe it. Because like a train was like flying by and it almost took him out, but he was just tapping the button as quickly as possible and he was just zipping. He wasn't even dodging. He was just like running straight, but somehow everything was moving just perfectly for him and he set the record for that level. I, I just stared at him like, My God, son. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> Good job. You're my hero. Good job. I don't think I could have gotten that far. And you just went straight. You just ran right like a bullet, straight through everything. 
Um, but it li- literally is Frogger, but you pick a character, it's their world of crap flying yeah. by. Okay. Yeah. And it's the way the graphics are, it looks like uh, Minecraft, kind of. Where it's like all blocky. Gross. But it was a popular game. So that's why, again, that's another reason why I think it had tickets in it, because everybody wanted to play it. I For sure you got tickets off of that game. Everybody wanted to play that game. I want to go play Ghostbusters, though, because you get 500 if you beat the Marshmallow dude. Yeah, I think they've made that hard again. Because I, m- I remember trying to beat it with Easton, and we couldn't beat it again. So they must have cranked it back up. They, but they do have the audio all fixed, so you can play now and actually shoot and hear your laser guns and stuff. Maybe we'll have to do that again. Take a trip. Ugh. Hey, remember at the beginning of this episode where you said there was a new bit? Yes. And then you never went into it? Yeah. What was that? The new bit, what we're going to try to do next week, or whenever we next podcast, is uh, we're going to go around to all the bars in town or different local joints in town. And get wasted. (laughs) That as well. (laughs) But we're going to go around to all the different, like, let's say, uh, bowling alleys and stuff, anything that has a pinball machine. And we're going to try to find all the pinball machines in the Twin Ports area. So anything in Superior, anything in Duluth. And we're going to find them all. And we're going to rate them and play them. And uh, I think that sounds like an awesome time. Yeah. Um, it'll be fun to... Because a lot of the, the the routed scene up here is real bad. Yeah. So, so, so somebody just going to be total disaster. Yeah. So but we'll, that'll be part of the fun. Well, uh, like the Rex. They had Sopranos. Yeah. And I remember one flipper didn't work. See, so, like, it? we're going to go in there and, like, we're going to have a battle between each other. And it'll be... Just horrible. Yeah, half of the stuff won't work on it. But um, that's that. That will be part of the fun. We'll be we'll be finding out where these are. I'm gonna go off memory of where I played when I was in my height of pinball obsession, going through bars trying to find uh, games, and then I think I'm also gonna try to make some phone calls like around maybe like, around like the Superior area. But hey, you guys got a pinball machine there? Wasn't sure if you guys did or not. Someone said. Way back in the day that, was it a Euro or a pizza place had one? No way. Yeah. Not Costa's, but another place. Okay. So we'll have to, we'll kind of have to pop in all these like, <laughs> it, it gets pretty shady up here with. Uh, Plus some of those bars, they do have good appetizers, some of them do. So we'll have to eat, eat and drink our way through the entire time. Do you remember Frankie's? Yeah. They had, they used to have Star Wars. Really? Now we have to go there for sure. Oh, we're gonna Ugh. we're gonna try to hit up as many as possible. Yeah. No, Frankie's doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, no, I think it got shut down. Yeah, Frankie's doesn't exist anymore. Like, that that was such a shady place. Um, I'm trying to think. There's not too many places in Superior. We'll th- we just haven't found them yet. <sighs> we'll find them. You gotta find some people that are like locals. Have you ever been to El Dorado? <laughs> no. <laughs> that place has at least a couple of machines. How do you, how do you know? Well, because of uh, the road to El Dorado, when uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's a, it's 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 what we, it's what my family calls it. So, Your family, yeah, this is well, a whole family adventure. My siblings. This has nothing to do with my parents at all. My, my parents are anti-drinkers. They're they're very very Christiany and are very anti-drinking. Uh, uh, so my siblings and I, we, uh, when my brother turned twenty-one, we came up with this game called. Uh, well, this drinking game called The Road to El Dorado. Well, Superior has a lot of bars. Superior was known 
to have a lot of bars. Yeah, they like, do not anymore, but they did. I mean, literally five a block. Well, they still have that a god awful amount. Like okay, okay. mm. per capita, you would not believe how many bars are in this town. It is astounding. So, anyways, the main strip that has all the bars, Tower, Tower, Tower Avenue. Avenue, and we're talking like three bars a block. It's a lot, okay? So we're gonna travel. So to start off, you start down at where the bridge is, kind of. Like the like the, the big corner at the end where you turn in yeah, water so like the big bridge. The yeah. Tower Avenue Tavern or whatever. Exactly. You start there. <clears throat> no, the fifties joint. The old like fifties. Yeah, yeah, the god awful. By the way, all the people in there are from the fifties. <laughs> It was, it was, I didn't think they were actually going to be all old people in there. I was like, oh, it's a cool like, 50s era kind of thing. This, this is going to be a kind of a cool, you know, feeling, I, you know, whatever. Showed up, oh, you're all from the 50s. That's why you still are here. You guys are just living in this era. Okay, that's cool. Is there a pinball machine there? Oh, for sure there is. For sure there's See, a pinball machine you're there. you're making shit up now. We're going to have to go to these shitty bars because you think that there's a pinball machine. <laughs> all right, so. At least it'd be fun, like, are we going to die today? <laughs> Is there a pinball machine in the in in the, the anchor bar? Hell no. There's, there's all no there's room the, in there. There's all those uh are slot machines. Slot machines. Well, it's because slot machines make money. Pinball doesn't make right, money. Right, good point. Anyways, so you have to make it all the way through town, and then well outside of town. I mean, outside of town, out the AKA south end, South Superior. Exactly. Is a, a small bar called El Dorado, and that. Has uh, that's gonna be our end point because I'm pretty sure there's a pinball machine in there. I think you're fucking lying. Well, we'll find um, out. I have a hand there. recorder, so oh, I gotta try this. We got we gotta take this hand recorder and start bar hopping. It sounds good. Oh to my me. god! But uh, all right, well that will be for next time. For now, that is it for this episode. Uh, please leave and comment on our Facebook page, uh, wherever you found this podcast. You can comment there. You can also comment on flippinandmashing at gmail.com. Uh, that's it. Thank you for everything, and uh, we'll see you guys later. Hey, it's only like midnight. Yeah, I know. Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs>